Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Today we're debating the causes of Russia's war on Ukraine, and we're starting right now with Adam in Destiny's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us. The floor is all yours. So uh, I suppose I will start. Uh, I'm going to keep this short. Uh, first off, I'm glad that Jackson and Haas uh, finally collected their courage to uh, actually face us in a debate. Last time they pitched out, oh well. Uh, second time to show them. I'm glad they're here. Uh, so with regards to the uh, to the uh, reasons for the for Russia's Russia's invasion for a war, uh, I, I wish they could. Uh, I wish they took the first opportunity to to debate us because back then they could have mounted a better case. Uh, now that Russia's offensive is faltering in the east, especially in Severodonetsk, if you keep if you got up with the news, it's not looking good for the Russians. They got entrapped. Now they're being attracted to hell in a brutal urban fighting. Um, so that really does not bode well for Russia, and consequently for tankies who are pro-Russian. You know they cannot make such a good case for uh, Russian involvement in Ukraine, Russian the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, and of course, the uh, uh, regardless of what these two might uh, try to tell you, the reasons are still just good old-fashioned Russian imperialism. This is what they've always done. Um, this is the bread and butter of the Russian Empire, uh, also the Soviet Union. Uh, because if you look at if you look at Russia, like the reason why Russia is so big is because they did the exact same thing they're trying to do uh, currently to Ukraine, as in you know to to invade, destroy, murder, deport, subjugate people who live there and uh, forcibly melt them into their empire. Same thing they did uh, in Ukraine, or at least they tried, but oops, Ukraine actually resisted, and the Russian army is uh, not so strong as it was due to endemic corruption and demographic issues. So now Russia is on the, on the uh, you know, uh, sort of a wrong end of the stick, so to speak, and uh, this might not be uh, a, uh, an, an ideal situation for a tanky, but we'll see how they'll try to justify it. Anyway, uh, Destiny? Yeah, I mean, the arguments have remained virtually unchanged uh, since the beginning of the war. Russia doesn't really have any good reason to go after Ukraine. Russia has continued to threaten Ukraine's sovereignty in a way that we haven't seen any nation threaten the sovereignty of any other nation in the past 30 years. The idea that the territorial integrity of another country could be threatened by a larger power because of fears um, of the type of government they'll have or the potential voluntary joining of NATO or the potential voluntary joining of open markets in Europe is just as ridiculous now as it was a few months ago when the war began. Um, we've seen Russia commit to atrocious military strategy, whether we're talking about civilians being murdered in places like Mariupol, or whether we're talking about the, um, <clears throat> I guess, just the overall mayhem or destruction that they brought in cities that they've been forced to retreat from now. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's any justification that could revolve around trying to say that Russia should be able to do anything, undermines Ukraine's sovereignty. That hasn't changed since the beginning of the war. And unfortunately, now Russia finds itself in the bad end of a protracted war that it doesn't seem to be able to support. And yeah, well, I'm curious to see if we have any new arguments that could possibly justify the failing Russian invasion into Ukraine. Oh, yeah. 
You got it. Thank you very much. We'll kick it over to Jackson in infrared. But want to say, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we're a neutral channel hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. And we have many more juicy upcoming debates. A controversial one. Next week, Vosh and Dr. Bogardis debating whether or not trans women are women. You don't want to miss it, as well as many other debates. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss it. And with that, thanks so much, Jackson in infrared. The floor is all yours for your openings as well. All right. Well, first of all, very happy that uh, Azov something and Destiny have joined us for a debate today because last time they bitched out and refused to debate us. And I feel like they probably collected their ideas and their views by now. So it's good that they're here. Um, before we get into it, though, and, and I hope Azov something can respond to this. Uh, you've gone out and you've posted memes of Stefan Bandera, the infamous Nazi in Ukraine. You've been criticized by your own audience for doing this. Uh, you said that you defended the Azov Battalion because what else is Ukraine supposed to do than to support the Azov Nazis and bring them into their National Guard ranks and allow them to basically slaughter and genocide people in the Donbass for eight years. So hopefully you can address your support for the Azov Nazis and posting Bandera memes online. But um, as we get into this, I mean, obviously... The war, this special military operation, invasion, whatever whatever party wants to call it, began due to Western escalation. We saw the continued uh, threat of NATO accession of Ukraine uh, leading up well into the Zelensky administration, even up until the last days prior to this invasion beginning. Uh, we saw the West and nations that previously were neutral flooding Ukraine with arms. We've seen over the past six years, we've seen NATO training Ukrainian battalions. We've seen the U.S. training special op Ukrainian forces in the United States. Uh, and we also saw that the Ukrainians were planning a, an offensive and invasion into the Donbass. We know for the past eight years, uh, Putin has tried to secure peace in Ukraine through the Minsk Accords and the Minsk II Accords, both of which were violated by Ukrainian forces. Uh, the ceasefire violations were violated, especially in the days leading up to the war. We saw an in dramatic increase in ceasefire violations. And though the OSCE does not directly point out who is responsible for these violations, uh, Donetsk officials say that Ukraine was responsible for the vast majority of these violations in the final days of the war. But then again, uh, this isn't nearly as important as the fact that there were documents released, uh, I believe it was on March 8th, which pointed out that Ukraine's National Guard, the 4th Operational Brigade, was planning a, an invasion into the Joint, Operate, Joint Forces Operation Zone in the Donbass. They were going to do a full-scale invasion. And in an effort to prevent NATO accession on Russia's border, in an effort to prevent the slaughter of more Ukrainian or of more Donbass civilians in Donetsk and Lugansk with this threat of an invasion, and to prevent the Nazis like the Azovs that you Azov something have defended from killing more civilians and spreading their ideology, Russia decided to make a counter move uh, to the eight-year war, which was started after a U.S. coup in 2014 in Ukraine by launching this special military operation. Uh, additionally, in regards to this allegation by uh, Adam Soything that we had uh, backed out of our debate, if anyone's interested, we don't actually have to argue about it. You can go on my channel where I provide irrefutable uh, proof that at the very least, uh, Adam Soything was lying that me and Jackson refused to debate him. 
Uh, there's a full, I show the full DMs with Modern Day Debate, and I provide evidence from Modern Day Debate's Twitter that says it was actually him that uh, backed out of that. But, you know, let's not dwell too much on that. Uh, just to add to what Jackson said with the kind of broader picture, this notion that the, what we're witnessing is this time and time old Russian imperialism, the notion that the Soviet Union was imperialist is already questionable, but the Soviet Union doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, although Russia has inherited the Soviet Union as a state, um, there could be no question of Russian imperialism without an international system of equal sovereign nations. Now, the international system that has resulted from the architects of the um, Bretton Woods system after World War II, I mean, I don't even think the two gentlemen here will try and make the argument that that system has resulted uh, in free and equal um, sovereignty between nations. Clearly, the United States has an exceptional status in that international system, and uh, it had sought after the fall of the Soviet Union and the Eastern Bloc to integrate not only uh, the former countries of the Warsaw Pact, but also the former Soviet Union into that international system. And it has been Russia's resistance to being integrated into that international system that has resulted in the Western aggression uh, that led up to the events uh, in Ukraine today. So I think I'll just leave it there for now. You got it. We'll jump into open conversation. Want to let you know, folks, 100% of today's Super Chats are going to go to the Domestic Violence Action Center. So this is an organization with a great charity watchdog rating saying that they are indeed using the funds for what they say they are, which is helping abuse, or I should say people who have been abused or people who are coming out of domestic violence situations. And so highly encourage you, hey, send in a super chat as you can both ask a question for the Q&A and it's going to a good cause, 100% of it. So with that, thanks very much. Gentlemen, the floor is all yours for open conversation. I want to remind you, if it gets too unyieldy, uh, if it gets too wild, I do have to mute you. And here we go. Three, two, one, go. Just a quick point as we start. Um, I'm going. I have this email in front of me that I got from James on the second of March. This is with regards to like who pitched out of the debate. Uh, he wrote, "Hi Adam, I'm bummed that Jackson Hinkle and Infrared aren't going for it despite my best efforts to persuade them. However, I'm not exaggerating when I say I might have a better idea. A Russian fellow named Justice, yada yada. And then we got the Justice debate. So here, James on the second of March wrote to me that uh, Hinkle and Infrared aren't going for it despite him trying to convince them. Otherwise, uh, you can ask James about it uh, after the debate if you want." This email, I got I got this from the modern day debate. So I, this is the only way to interpret this is that you guys uh, have backed out. Uh, this is on my Discord and also on my YouTube community page if you scroll down. So feel free to check it out for yourself. Uh, otherwise, like I can see that this debate is going to be pretty much like you throwing out a bunch of uh, essentially disinfo and uh, misrepresentation, et cetera. And just like bad faith, you know, gish gallop, gaslighting, the usual. Like, that's, 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 that's Jackson's MO mostly. Infrared just like screams a lot. But um, were you okay. not posting photos of Stefan Bandera? Yes, uh, which was actually a spin on the on this Russian sort of hysteria about Stefan Bandera. If you know European history, <laughs> you know that. Yes, if I know it, it's funny. It's funny to to uh, it's only funny because you don't because you're a bit ignorant on this. Well, your, your you own know, audience European, called you out about that. That's just why some, I brought it some, up. Some people some people called some people uh, found it weird, which I fully understand. Uh, but I think the thing to understand here is that. Uh, 
A, that image I interpreted as as uh, essentially a play on this Russian aversion to Stepan Bandera, like, ooh, look, the like, ooh, the Bandera, you know, like that kind of thing. The second thing, I, though, I don't, I don't really. And well, in fact, you said up, that the, you said you. that Bandera and you said Azov were far right. Would you be willing to yep. say here live that they are not just far right, but they're Nazis? Can we get that on the record? Well, some of them are definitely Nazis. Well, hold on. To be clear, is- on the record right now, the Azov Battalion is not the same Azov Battalion that it was like pre-2014. The Azov Battalion has been properly assumed in the Ukrainian forces. And the idea that the majority of these people, or even a sizable chunk of them, are, are far right or Nazis doesn't seem to be true. Um, we can point really? to like pictures online. You, you don't online. think that the, you don't we think can, that we the can, SS... Can I finish my Destiny, sentence? Destiny. You don't think that the Hinko, SS did you, do you have any source on that actually? You don't well, think no, no, wait, like, the as, you don't do, think do you have that some numbers like what percentage oh, wait, let's of them chill, are let's Nazis? Chill, let's chill. Let's chill. Hold on. Let's chill. You don't think okay. that the SS Wolf's angle symbol on their actual uniforms is a symbol of their ideology that they are Nazis or the Black Sun logo that is a yep. Nazi symbol? Yep. Okay. So my response to this is that when I'm trying to figure out what's happening in terms of foreign affairs, I'm not looking at pictures that people post on Facebook and Twitter. If we're oh, going to say that okay. there is a yeah, that's right. So if we're going to say like there is a significant Nazi or far right ultranationalist problem in Ukraine, what I'd be interested in is that like, are there an elevation of the amount of attacks on people like anti-Semitically? Do we have like crystal not going on? Do we have people that are encouraging uh, a lot of anti-Semitic or hateful behavior towards Jewish people in Ukraine? We do. I don't I don't see that anywhere. Um, there aren't really widespread reports that. of that. Um, polling no data in Ukraine shows that like they're not anti-Semitic and arguably the least anti-Semitic country um, in in, I think in all of Europe. I don't even think it's Eastern Europe. Um, so yeah, I'm not really as convinced about pictures of, of people with, with dumb fucking symbols and shit on their military uniforms. I'm sure there are probably some Nazis in the Ukrainian military. Well, I mean, is there official I'm sure that, symbol? Let me just finish. It's their official I'm sure symbol. That, I'm sure there are. It seem I'm, like a smaller thing. Even 20 seconds I'm, to finish and then we'll come sure, over. I'm sure there are far right aspects to literally every single military in the world. But if you cared as much about this, why don't you ever talk about like the Wagner group? Why don't you ever talk about any of the far right elements well, that exist in Russia that literally train foreign fighters that like do operations for far right um, causes in other countries like in Sweden? Well, um, the, yeah, the Wagner group doesn't have any official ties to the Russian government. But regardless, um, I just oh, want to ask, now, oh God. are you um are you trying to suggest that it's not possible for there to be neo-Nazis, active neo-Nazis, I should add, if there aren't uh, anti-Jewish pogroms going on? Because I'll have you know that the biggest victims of Nazi violence during World War II were Slavs and Russian Slavs in particular. So I'm not sure where this idea that Nazis have to engage in anti-Semitic violence. I mean, it's clear they do have anti-Semitic views. That's well documented. But I don't see why that has to be a key criteria. Now, regarding the Wagner group, Uh, Even if you want to say that the Russian government has these under the cover ties, I mean, that is vastly different than integrating literal neo-Nazi groups into your official military, as Ukraine has done for their National Guard. So I don't really see see the comparison. I mean, you could say that Russia is doing some under the rug shady shit. If you're going to try an argument, there's no evidence of that. Um, But even if that was true, it wouldn't be the same as the way in which Ukraine has literally um, integrated these people into its official military. Yeah. So, I mean, the difference is that like the Wagner group still operates as the arm, as the paramilitary arm of the Russian military. They That's still, the key word, though, when paramilitary. The, what state that, sanctioned, state supported. State yeah, what does that mean to you? What do you mean? Like, private mercenary group. They're private mercenaries that work at the behest of the Kremlin. They are directly into that. Like, Wait, are we actually having this debate? Wait, is that the debate we're yeah. having right now? That the Wagner Group is just some independent operating thing that doesn't have any ties to oh, Russia? Yeah, which, which is that where we're at? Well, you're trying to make a comparison like to a... Abroad. And by the way, we all know it's not just the Azov Battalion. Of course, Azov is 
probably the most uh, given the most spectacle and, and uh, attention because they are so out in the open with regard to the fact that they do have these Nazi symbols as their official logos. But um, I mean, you look at all these other groups, you look at Trident, you look at uh, is it the C-14, you look at all these groups that are responsible for these mass atrocities. And they are the ideological inheritors of Stefan Bondera, who, again, Adam something here seems to think is a guy worth making memes about and posting about on his YouTube page. But what I will say is that at the end of the day, the people who started these groups, started these parties, started this mass political movement in Ukraine to carry out the ideological ambitions of Nazi collaborators like Stefan Bondera, they say things like, quote, we want to rid Ukraine, rid uh, non-Ukrainians out of Ukraine. We want to get Russians and Jews out of Ukraine. That was Olya Tanya book. We saw uh, Andriy Parobi or Andriy Belitsky, rather. He was the commander of the Azov Battalion you, uh, and still is. He said that he wanted to prof pretty, pretty, he profess pretty. his support. Listen, he wanted to profess his support for a crusade of white nations against Semitic-led subhumans. So when they're killing 14,000 people in the Donbass, do you not think that that is the true actions of Nazis? That is the, them carrying out their ideological ambitions? No, it's a civil war within the country. You don't see them like- like Against ethnic Russians. Against people no. that are being supported by Russia, breaking away from their country. Why are they being supported by Russia? Because Russia is trying to undermine the sovereignty of Ukraine, and they've been trying to do so ever well, since 2014, when their guy got ousted from the government. For Russia's part, it's, it's simple, simple blood and soil, essentially. And so I'd, I'd like to ask. Has one sec, please. Okay. Quick ahead. question. Quick question for you. Um, if, so uh, we, we, we we keep hearing about this. We keep hearing about this massive Nazi problem in Ukraine, right? Like, of course, citation needed, but. Uh, also, guys, don't you find it funny how like your position is held by virtually every neo-Nazi movement in Europe right now? Like in 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 Hungary, there's the there's a literal Nazi party in 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 the parliament right now. My, our homeland is called. Who are just spreading the same kind of propaganda that you do? They say say the exact same thing. Fidesz, Viktor Orbán's party, who is essentially a, a proto-fascist party, also uh, believes the same thing. And every single far-right party in Europe, every single Nazi it, party is Orbán's party outright, right now genociding ethnic Russians. Excuse me. Like there, there is no uh, genocide in Ukraine. What are we what? talking about? Well, I, I just wanted to first like, of all, Adam, Russia, Russia is genociding more ethnic Russians right now than anyone else. Adam, I, I think you're that's wrong factually about that. incorrect. So yeah, Adam, they're, they're, is, they're bombing ethnic Russian areas. So, ethnic Russian casualties are mounting in well, one sec has and ethnic Russian uh, civilian casualties are mounting in the areas that Russia is attacking because Russia. So, is so you think that you think that area. none of those ethnic Russian deaths? Could have been responsible by the Ukrainian forces, like they were so, over the past so, eight so years. Now, so now we switch to like, don't you think some of them might have been killed by Ukraine? Come on, dude. Uh, look, if uh, well, no, you answer the if, answer if, the question. I asked you a question. You're making it out to be that all Russian ethnic Russians killed are a result of Russian airstrikes or something like that. Of course, not on, not on one. Okay, well, good. But now, most, we can, most, now we can now we can find a point of agreement. Most, now, yes, do you think most, that there are more ethnic, ethnic Russians? Russians? Most do you think that there are more ethnic Russians that are killed right now? compared to the past eight years? Most ethnic Russians in Ukraine are anti-Russian, or anti-Russian military and anti-invasion. Well, before we get so, into that- uh, how, does, you, how does that happen? You, you know? said that you said the majority of neo-Nazis are pro-Russia, which isn't true. It's just that the majority- In, of in Europe, absolutely. In absolutely European, not European, true. Absolutely, absolutely dude, not true. Look, look uh, at their policies. Look neo, at their policies. Neo, 
white nationalists, the IFD in Germany, alternative for Deutschland in Germany, they're not neo Nazis. The, the IFD uh, yeah, are not neo Nazis. They're the right wing populists. That's not the same thing. Right wing populists. That, that's it's not the same thing. <laughs> Almost all populists yeah. Dude, are pro Russian. I, 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 live, I, live, I live in East Germany right you, now. The you IFD probably call Trump a Nazi right. too. Yeah. But no, anyway, Trump, Trump is not a Nazi. He's just like a. But I wanted idiot. to ask but you the question. I think Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. and Bobert and st- people like that. I think they're like kind of proto proto Nazis. Like well, I mean, what I, what I'm saying is they would well, not you, have. A, you, well, they I'm, I'm have interested in uh, your Nazi, notion yeah. of Nazism when you consider Stepan Bandera not a Nazi but uh, conservative. No, Stepan, Bond, Stepan Bandera was Stepan Bandera had a complicated history. He was a Nazi collaborator, but back back. But he wasn't Bandera, a Nazi. Uh, I I don't think he was like an avowed Nazi. Although you, uh, back in the, do you know what he said about Jews? Oh sure, uh, but here's the thing: so, like back in, paleo yes, conservatives but, in America are not. Wait, hold on. Are you going to let him finish the thing, or are you just going to keep like rapid fire oh, yeah, questions? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> what so, the so, fuck? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So okay, I, I, I so, would just so love to know. Day, so back during the yeah. so, so about Bandera, let's. Yeah, okay, uh, so about Bandera, I think I think it's very important to note the historical context back in the day. At that point, the Soviet Union was doing something similar to Ukraine that is doing now. And uh, at that point, the you know the Germans, the Nazis came through from from the West. And the Ukrainians, of course, were uh, uh, Ukrainians were, were resisting the Soviet invasion, and the Nazis were like, "Hey guys, we, we kind of hate the Russians too. Like, do, do you want to like team up or something?" And people, Ukraine was like, "Yeah, cool." And well, so, of course, and and they were anti-Semitic. Uh, of course, the that's, the, that's uh, a, the that's the, a separate the, historical debate that we can't get into. Yeah, but then, I will but, say- but I yeah, but but I, I have to explain this to you because because none of you seem to understand this. Okay, so back then, uh, this they were of course anti-Semitic, and there was like a whole bunch of genocides in Western Ukraine, mostly of Poles and Jews. There was like all oh, like scorched earth, but just like murdering. Uh, in Europe, generally, like the more east you go, the more brutal these uh, these pogroms and purges get. Uh, but the thing is, though, unfortunately, this has been the norm for hundreds of years in Europe of groups genociding other groups and anti. Semitism has been like a constant theme. So Stepan Bandera, as horrible he was, and of course the the level of the level of violence was higher since it was far out in the east. Unfortunately, from a European perspective, that was not that special, right? Uh, and then later on, Bandera himself got like imprisoned by Nazis and like and like uh, removed from power, etc. Wait, it's complicated. Hold on, so. but this is an outright falsification of history. The idea no, it's that. Not. The- yeah, okay, well, you're going to let me talk now because I let you do that. But the idea that Bandera as pogroms, and uh, which was actually part of the Holocaust, if you don't know, uh, the anti-Jewish violence in, in Ukraine perpetrated by the Banderas is just another incident of uh, anti-Semitic violence in the history of Europe. That would be true if it wasn't for the fact that the Ukrainian nationalist ideology, even before the Nazi invasion, was heavily drawing from Ger- the inspiration of German fascism and Nazism, as were most of the other extreme uh, far, uh, ultra-nationalists across Europe at the time who had an anti-Soviet agenda. So what you're saying is a falsification of history. Bandera's anti-Semitism was Hitlerite, was of a Hitlerite character. It was not some traditional uh, conservative European anti-Semitism. And I just find it hilarious that you're doing all this mental gymnastics to try and tell us that a literal person who helped perpetrate the Holocaust alongside of the Nazis is not a Nazi, is just a collaborator, but American paleoconservatives are somehow Nazis. I mean, that's quite the stretch, I ask, but I wanted just, to ask you. Could I just ask how, a quick question about that, and then you can finish anything? I'm just curious. Would you consider the USSR a Nazi country? Absolutely not, no. So when the USSR is literally writing up agreements to split Poland in half and join invade it, and having non-aggression pacts and setting like the stage for like future alliances with Nazi yeah. Germany, how do you rationalize that in your mind? I'm so curious. Yeah, it's very clear. The Soviet Union made several overtures to France and Britain and the other Western allied countries to form a security pact against the Germans. When the Germans kept going east to Czechia 
They kept, they had their intention to go east to Poland. The Soviets were left with no choice but to continue to buy time because they were not prepared for a military confrontation with the Nazis. So left with no choice like Bandera was in Ukraine in order to like fend off no, Soviet No, Bandera no, was no, the same thing. No, no, no. Oops. the same shit. Fault in the narrative, bro. Bandera was definitely left with the choice to not actually collaborate with the Nazis in the Holocaust. Yeah, he was yeah, definitely. And, and the USSR had to? The USSR most definitely had to have a non-aggression pact in order to buy up the necessary time uh, to build up its military and industrialize. It wasn't more. just a non-aggression pact. They inv- invaded Poland with Germany. They split that country in half. No, Germany had told the USSR of its intention to invade Poland. And then the USSR said, OK, we won't go to war with you over this if you don't cross this line. Now, when the Polish government fled Poland in exile, to London, the Soviets came to the Eastern Poland to defend the Soviet Union. That is why at the time, the the Polish government and the British government did not accuse the Soviet Union of invading Poland, and they didn't go to war with the Soviet Union, and that they went to war with Germany. And there's a reason for that, because the Soviet Union did not invade Poland. The whole pretext of World War II was the invasion of Poland by Germany. Why didn't Britain declare war on the Soviet Union? Wait, Haas. But did the Polish government flee before or after the USSR invaded, Haas? Oh, yeah. It was in response to the German invasion. That Did the fled, Polish government flee before or after the USSR invaded? At the same time. By the way, why would they flee if they're not at war? Shouldn't they be like, chill? Like, well, then yeah, why no, didn't right. the Allies declare war on the Soviet Union if the Soviet <clears throat> Union was invading Poland? I'm not asking oh. why. They, I'm just curious how it's just interesting to me that the USSR was basically forming like a long-term alliance or had in the works a long-term alliance with Nazi Germany. There's but you've no got like a rationalization for that. But Bandera right. is like so literally evidence of like permanent future Nazism. And Molotov's meetings with the German leaders... He explicitly rejected any long-term alliance and new order for Europe. He said, we don't want to form a new order, a new world order with you guys. After, after we, just want our, was... we just want our security concerns to be respected. Don't cross this line in Poland. Don't go to Bulgaria. Don't go here. Mm-hmm. And then it's it was totally, you know, uh, meant to just defend the Soviet Union. Not the, to create the, the, this the long-term deal. alliance for the for the and the, and the and the, the USSR. The, the, hold on, just another. I'm sorry, yes, because yeah. there was the the massacre, the Katyn massacre, or whatever, where the USSR is executing like tens of thousands of fucking Polish military officers and intelligentsia. Yes. You had the um, uh, what was the name of the the KPD uh, uh, officials, the communists that fled Germany into the USSR, were shipped right back to Germany to be executed. Yeah, I, like, I, how, what do you mean you they were just like not I'll aggressive, refer to dude? You, uh, to the historian Grover, for who's done a lot of work to show. This I, I don't have him to talk to right now. I just have you Haas to talk well, to. Well, well. You think, do you, you think neither of those things happened? We don't have time or? to go through the primary sources and evidence for all of those claims, so I'm just going to tell you that I deny them. Yeah, and like okay, Destiny, gotcha. you probably yeah. think so there's so a genocide. You probably think there's a genocide in Xinjiang right now too. So you're not the most reliable source in the world. So but what and, I want to point gotcha. out here, what I want to point out here is that you're making an argument about uh, the Soviet Union protecting their security and whatnot. We saw Stefan Bandera literally work together with Nazi intelligence to form massive SS battalions in Ukraine to band together tens of thousands of Ukrainians to slaughter hundreds well, of thousands Hold on, the SS, of SS isn't bad either. Russians That's just paramilitary. And, right? and you're trying to compare yeah. the two, and it's literally insane. You're trying to equate a, a security pact with literal Nazi genocide of Ukrainians. It's insane. Well, yeah, but Hinkle, SS Hinkle, is just Hinkle, paramilitary. That's not yeah, bad, right? No, you're actually fucking Do you have any proof that the SS was like controlled by the German government? It's just like, it's just like a premise. Say, say that again. Do you have any proof that like the SS was directly, directly uh, controlled by Hitler? You know? 
You know, there's yeah, not a and, single and, record and, of and, Hitler and, actually ordering the, the murder of any Jewish people. It right? was the paramilitary yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. wing. Like, did I did Nazi I say Hitler? Did I say with? Uh, with well, I'm just saying when you're talking Nazi about the SS, these are these are par- paramilitaries, and if did the I, Wagner group I, doesn't count, I don't know why the SS would count. Did I say with Nazi intelligence? Because we do have evidence that he was meeting with Nazi intelligence officials to form these battalions. Oh, the the flaws in the narrative. I like it. By the way, that's exactly what I said. You tried to you tried to manipulate my words. Listen, at the end of the day, I do agree with you. Though I do agree with you. Though. Uh, Hold on, ease off something. Jackson, ease off something. I do agree with you. Yeah, I do yeah, agree once, with you. Because because I, sec, I, wanna, you said, I want to go from Adam you, to and then infrared after. So uh, I, I want to to correct you on something. It's not the. It wasn't the invasion of Poland. It was the special military operation into Poland. Okay, let's keep the keep keep it straight, guys. Okay. Yeah, that that is the, that's an argument devoid of substance. Um, it is very oh, shit. Not, nice. Got it. Was oh, very, yeah, yeah. it was very clear that the invasion of Poland started World War Two. And the Soviet Union was not considered a member of the Axis powers at that time, and Britain did not declare war on the Soviet Union. Nor did Despite the Soviet efforts to become part of the Axis, nor did the Polish government in exile blame the Soviet Union for any invasion. Now, second of all, I wanted to ask you this question about a more contemporary event. Uh, you wanted to know about these acts of neo-Nazi violence that were, as Destiny put it, just part of the war. Was the Odessa massacre just part of the war? Uh, when that the Odessa mass, the Odessa massacre was was a, was an incident where a pro-Russian uh, mob met a pro-Ukrainian mob, and uh, the pro-Ukrainian mob turned out to be about three times larger than the pro-Russian mob, and they they actually um, they actually uh, pushed the pro-Russians into a, this building. I don't know. Trade unions has something like that, and they they pushed them into this building. Yeah. And uh, it's blurry what happened next, but like sure. Molotovs and stones started so, flying. It's and, not blurry. Uh, the, the International Criminal the, the, Court the, the has building, already done a the preliminary building, examination. Oh, feel free. This. Like the building, well, the building also, got fired. Go I was going to say real quick, international courts have also ruled there's not a uh, genocide happening in the Donbass. So you can't pick and choose when you want to side with international courts. Sorry, Adam, keep going. Oh, yeah, sure. So, so at that point, it, it was like it, most people died, I think, of, a, of a, the stampede and the smoke uh, because the building was actually set on fire. And then afterwards, that was pretty much the end of the pro-Russian protest in Odessa. Actually, a few months later, there was like a sort of terror bombing of the Ukrainian authorities, like civilians. A couple of them died, but like that, that was pretty much it at the end. Uh, the next the, the, the next calamity came when Russia started launching like cruise missiles at, the, at like residential neighborhoods, uh, as in now. But uh, that was that was that was basically the, the gist of the Odessa uh, the Odessa massacre, which wasn't really a massacre. We it also, was two two mobs meeting with like stones sure. and molotovs and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, as, as during a, the civil war, that's a great attempt to whitewash a horrific act of neo Nazi. I know. Violence. I mean, this this have, this this is what we, happened. But this we have countless other Hold on, but we have other countless instances of of violence at the time. There was the crucifixion. Of Russians, there was the disappearance. That, that's, of several... that's a that's a fake though. That the crucifixion didn't really happen though. Well, I saw it on video, so I don't know how it could be fake. And there's then there's the several um, Russian journalists who I don't know just disappeared somehow. I mean, there was a clear campaign of intimidation, terror, and violence. Oh, oh, oh like, like 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 now in Russia, right? Russian like, forces like like, like now when like anti-war journalists are being disappeared and like news organizations being being shut down. But Russia, we're right? talking we're talking about Ukraine right now. We're not talking about Russia right now. And and, I don't, and that's like kind of like a whataboutism. Um, the the point is that there's a campaign of terror, intimidation, and violence against. Um, people who represent the opinion of the Russian-speaking population in East Ukraine. You said earlier that the Russian-speaking population in Ukraine is anti-Russian. Well, how would you even know that if their representatives were the victims of a systemic campaign of uh, terrorism and violence and intimidation? Like who? Uh, like the various Russian journalists. I can't name them like off who? the top of my head. Oh, Wait, okay, what, okay, there, what's a single, like we hear when, when journalists are killed during these conflicts, it's a really big deal. We hear about in Israel, it happened recently, the IDF yeah. murdered 
or murdered or killed a journalist during, they say it was um, accidental fire or whatever. Are you, just so I can understand, are you implying that like Ukraine is murdering a bunch of Russian journalists, but we just haven't heard about it at all? Well, there there are several missing um, journalists. Can you answer that question Ukraine? instead of like- They were yeah, literally please. shelling Russian journalists in Donetsk this week. Oh, a, 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 actually, Russians actually killed, I think, a, a Reuters journalist or a, a French journalist. He died of like artillery shrapnel. And they oh, also- what, what's, they your evidence that, what's your evidence that the French journalist was killed by Russians? Because he was actually in Donetsk and French President Emmanuel Macron didn't even say that he was killed by Russians. So he left it because vague. He, What's he, your he evidence on, since you know more than He was on the Ukrainian side, though. Like, unless Ukrainians shelled their own positions, then sure. Shelling their own positions. Uh, feel free, to, feel free to feel, yeah, feel free to look it up. Sure, they have, uh, they have uh, positions in Donetsk, of the, in the city center of Donetsk. Uh, most of not, 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 it didn't happen in the city. <laughs> Listen, it didn't Adam, happen in the city Adam, center. Adam, Adam, it, it didn't happen Adam, in the city center. Look it up, Adam. You made the claim that it was just a bunch of random people that stormed the Odessa Trade Union House on that May 2nd when they slaughtered dozens and dozens of people. You leave out the part that it was Andre Parby who was in Odessa meeting with many of the individuals who were responsible for the violent acts that took place there that day in the days leading up to that Trade Union Hall massacre. Uh, and this was a guy who was the leader of the the society to erect a Stefan Bandera monument. This was clearly an act carried out again with the same intent of all these Nazis to try and slaughter a popular resistance movement that was peaceful. It was just people sitting out in front of a trade union house to this coup government that was installed by the U.S., yeah, so uh, I, I found the article. You, you were lying. They were not in Donetsk. They were on the way to Severodonetsk, so they were on Ukrainian territory. Uh, and uh, yes, where, no, where were they coming no, actually, from? Where no, were they wait, coming the, from? Their their driver. Where were they coming see. from? Let me wait. Let hold me. on. Which which are we talking about? Um, in March, when journalists were on the way to Kiev. No. No, 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 this this was okay this was because that, that was one time where those journalists, I think we watched videos of that, where they were ambushed by a Russian recon, recon squad. There's a video of that, um, where you can see them getting shot at, like yeah, well, that's their not what we're talking about. Okay, that's Adam, good. Well, that was that was just one that, issue of Adam, that's just one Adam, issue of, of Russian Adam, shooting at uh journalists. Adam, Adam do you deny that it was a government organized event on May 2nd that resulted in dozens of people who were anti uh oh, are, are are government about, who is, were is, killed? It, is it is it Odessa right now? Like, are we talking about? Are we Odessa. talking about Odessa? Okay, okay. Uh, it wasn't a government organized thing. Uh, the government didn't even exist basically at that point, or it didn't have much power over. Uh, I mean, if the Ukrainian government had power to organize protests, just like like this in uh, cities far away from Kiev, like six, eight hours, uh, like six hours of driving, then the then the events in Ukraine would have turned out very differently. This was so a Andrey sort of Parvi wasn't the leader of a mass and, political movement Andrey Parvi, that then like, went on where, to where the is, government of Ukraine where is his, in 2014. Where is Political party now, so what? Or I, I can he was, he was that. How he come? Was how chair. come? Ukrainian, he was the chair of the Verkhov Narada for five how, years. Good. And how come Ukrainian far right parties have one seat out of four hundred fifty now? Uh, because Zelensky's uh, regime replaced them. But at the end of the day, they Zelensky, oh, wait, wait, Zelensky's regime replaced them. Wait, do they not have elections? Or what do you mean by that? Can you explain that? Zelensky is a centrist, pro-Russian, centrist, Russian native speaker, Jewish, centrist, liberal, pro- like, you know, like, how does I'll, that I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you there. I think Zelensky's campaign messaging was great. He wanted peace. He didn't want the persecution and the discrimination of ethnic Russians in Ukraine. But clearly, 
he's lost that battle and he's now effectively uh, controlled by these same forces that held power from 2014 to 2019. Like, do, 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 you have, do you have a source on that? Do you have any like source? Citation we literally have videos of uh, Zelensky going bravely, I think, to the uh, to the front lines with the Azov commanders in the Donbass meeting with them, asking them to put down their arms and to talk about this. And they say, we'll talk with you, but we're not going to stop fighting because that's what he was asking them to do. They didn't want to stop fighting. And there's clear video evidence released by the Ukrainian Defense Ministry about all of this. So it would be, I think, easier to to uh, disarm neo-Nazis in Ukraine and to uh, to uh, sort of stem the tide of this neo-Nazi resurgence, which is, I guess, it's happening. According to you, uh, it would be like if you're concerned about this. Do you deny that that's happening? One second. If you didn't, if you are concerned about the resurgence of of, of extremism in, in uh, certain places, then I think we should agree that the best solution for it is for for larger countries to stop fucking with the smaller country in which this resurgence is happening. Why does ISIS exist, for example? Well, U.S. interventionism, right? The U.S. went in, guns blazing, and destabilized the region, and then, whoops, this caused a surge of extremism. In Wait. Ukraine, this didn't actually cause a surge, though. That's the funny I, thing. I agree with you. Ukraine I agree with you. Yes. The US, so the US, in your framework, in no, your I agree framework, with you. larger countries should stop fucking with smaller countries, so meaning Russia the, US should should get stop, out of Ukraine, the U.S. Right? should stop arming the Nazis in Ukraine. I agree. As with long you. as Russia leaves Ukraine, yeah, and gives them yeah, back yeah, everything, including Crimea. Oh, yeah. Wait, isn't that what they were trying the to get done in the Minsk Accords? No. Nope. Are you, they weren't the, trying, the, the you think the Minsk Accords, Accords were trying to trying get to back stop, Crimea? They weren't no, trying no, no. to stop the Ukrainian Nazis from slaughtering people in the Donbass. The, the, the Minsk, the Minsk no, they were trying to cause a ceasefire to happen in an area where they were backing a civil war, where they've already broken off territory from a sovereign country. Why did Ukraine agree to the civil war? You're manipulating the words into this pro-Ukraine propaganda mindset. No, no, it's called reality. What is Inco. it called? Who, okay, so who is this civil war between? Was it not between Nazis and rebels in the Donbass? No, no right now the, the civil war is backed by the Russian military against the Ukrainian military. That's what the war what about is the right past now. Eight years. The since 2014, Russia has had official military people. It's not even a secret on the ground in the in the Donbass. Yeah, of course they so, haven't look, had them there the look, entire look time. Up, That's actually, yes, of course they have. Soldiers. What do you mean? That's incorrect. When you say not the entire time, then so are you admitting that they were there most of the time? Or what are you talking about? No, they they definitely were there at different periods throughout uh, the eight years, but they weren't there the entire time or the majority of the time. They oh, have been there the majority of the time. What do you think on, about yeah, the civilian airliner? They got sh- like, look at okay. the International Criminal Court's preliminary examination. That's incorrect. <laughs> they do highlight the different periods in which Russians went to the, the uh, joint operation zone, as they refer to it. But um, it was only a few times. Now, were they providing artillery and heavy artillery at different times to the rebels there? Yeah, but they weren't there the entire time. They weren't time. just providing military, like the platforms that these people were using were sophisticated platforms to shoot down things like Malaysian mm-hmm. Airlines Flight 17. These were platforms that couldn't be operated by random people with no and, idea. Like required Russian military personnel. Artillery. Okay, and? The Ukrainians are fighting a civil war in their country. I would expect them to use heavy artillery to, to secure their country. That well, doesn't I don't justify think it is their Russia. country. In 2014, the people the, in Donetsk and Lugansk voted overwhelmingly to become independent states. That's not that's how that works. You can't just you can't just vote away to, to break away from a country. Do you think well, the European well, Union would be justified when, in invading Scotland and holding them hostage because they wanted to stay in the EU wait, when the United on, Kingdom the, voted the to leave? Like the, the founding of hold on, Hus. No, no, no. Wait, I want, I want Jackson to answer that. Do you think that if the European Union put together an army and invaded Scotland, would they be able to hold on to that because they voted to stay in the European Union and, and the rest of the United Kingdom voted to leave? Do you think that'd be justified? 
Well, you're making a false comparison here. At the end of the day, the people of Donetsk and Lugansk were facing not just harassment, not just uh, discrimination and torture, but also death. The Russian as guns as well. Yeah. You're, you're, hold on, you're not. Hold on, you're not answering the question. I'll ask yes, again. Yes, I am. Okay? I'll, 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 the I'll European I Union. If the European the question, Union, I wasn't done answering. You no, interrupted such, me. Dude, this is like debating Fuentes. Holy shit! <laughs> so let's just <laughs> put this in perspective. If Donald Trump were president and he started, you know, mobilizing U.S. military personnel to slaughter people in. Los Angeles County and Los Angeles County decided that they wanted to vote to break away from the United States and form their own sovereign independent state, then it wouldn't just be that they randomly voted. Something caused that to happen. And at the end of the day, it would have been the violence that ensued from whichever government in power. And that government in Ukraine was installed by a U.S.-backed coup. And it was an illegal impeachment uh, that I, didn't like actually all get of enough this, votes. To I don't even know where to go. So. The like when do you, wait hold on. when do you think the civil war in the Donbass started? Uh, it started. It's well. It started to pick up speed after the coup took place. But when did it? So start? it started after after Russia invaded and stole Crimea. That's one. not an accurate. And then no. after and then, no. what do you mean? It no, do you disagree the timeline? It or started after the coup of Viktor Yanukovych. So it started after Russia invaded and stole Crimea, and then it started after Russia was mobilizing troops what in the Donbass to, to, to begin that war. What happened before Crimea? There was a an Who? ousting of a prior leader who started shooting at okay. civilians with police officers. So, I mean, just, what do you mean? Just, oh, just that's for the purposes. We already had this debate. I wrecked you in this debate. You didn't you wreck anything. All on, you can for, point to is a phone call between two ambassadors saying they on, prefer on, one on, leader to purposes, another, and then you think that that's evidence on, of a coup. For being purposes staged. of clarification, Ukraine is a very new state, even historically. It's, it's it doesn't new, matter that it's new. On, Ukraine on, was but, recognized in 1991 by every other sovereign country in the world. That state could have started existing in 2010. I'd like to finish my point. Go ahead. Yeah. So the founding of Ukraine, which is an extremely new state, the idea of this unified territory being encompassed by one sovereign state, that was founded on the premise that everyone was going to have equal representation, whether they're Russian speaking or Ukraine speaking right in the West. And it just so happens that the person who was ousted, as you mentioned, was overwhelmingly the representative of the Russian speakers within eastern Ukraine. So after that coup, which ousted the person that represented their stake in Ukrainian sovereignty, I don't see how you can Ukraine can continue to lay claim to this territory because they when, held elections after he was ousted. But how but is he that, ousted? Not like, was it was it illegal? Those elections were considered was, illegitimate. Wait, wait, wait! No, the, the, those elections aren't considered illegitimate. Not like uh, the ones that happened in Crimea after Russia invaded. Destiny, was it illegal impeachment? Was it, it well? He didn't get impeached. He ran away because he knew he was probably no, going to yeah, get fucked for having his police him. officers murdering civilians in the was street. It was it illegal impeachment? No, but they held legal elections afterwards. Did he leave the country before that took place? Yep. No. Where did he go to? He ran to Russia. Russia. No, he didn't. Where did he go to? He went to Kharkiv. First to Kharkiv. From Kharkiv, he went to Russia. Details. He went to Kharkiv, and then they had the well. Right when he left for Kharkiv. First of all, they started to rain hellfire down with snipers on what they thought was his uh, his group of cars that was leaving the city. And then they stormed his own personal home and government buildings. Do you not think that that's a coup? Stor- that storming the fact, was, was considering the fact that he hadn't, showing he up hadn't, he hadn't left the country. Him. And you admit that it was not a legal impeachment. Do you, do you think, think do you think that a coup usually is democratic elections that occur afterwards? 
Is that a coup to you? I'm just curious. Yeah, it, it can. It definitely yeah. can. Okay, it so can a coup also- can be there is a bunch of protests and rioting. Yes, uh, a leader, the leader, flee, the leader flees from yes. his country, which he did, and then afterwards they oh, hold okay. democratic no. elections, so and that's a coup. Let's not let's not <laughs> pretend that him fleeing was the pretext for choosing a new leader. Um, there was sniper fire against him as he was trying to supposedly leave, or as he was trying to leave. To correct myself. There was a raiding, as Jackson put it, of his office. So there was clearly an intent to oust Yanukovych before he left. Now, Yanukovych is the guy that the people of Eastern Ukraine voted for. They're not going to recognize any new. That would be like um, Trump deciding that he's not going to accept the elections and he's going to hold on. But literally, but literally Putin came out and said he would accept the elections of the Ukraine presidential election after he left. People of Eastern Ukraine weren't. They're not the puppets of Putin. They disagreed. They didn't accept those elections because they voted for Yanukovych. What? Now, in their view, if we're going to vote for someone and they're just going to decide that they're going to be able to coup them, like why should they? He didn't just get coup. He fled. Well, there no, was the an Verkov- That's that's factually incorrect. The Verkhovna Rada said that he was no longer president. They declared him no longer president and installed an interim president. Prior Hold on. to the interim him, president was the leader of was I, the hey, leader of the hey, majority party. Modern day it's debates. Not, Can I, I have a sentence here? Oh, geez. Yeah, I was so in the much misinformation. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Okay. The Verkhov Narada had already placed an interim president in his place while Viktor Yanukovych was still in Kharkov, by the way. And you admit that they were 10 votes short of actually legally impeaching him. Therefore, this was an illegal seizure of power. Who, who The interim president that was installed. Who was this guy that was installed? Uh, let me pull up his name. It was before Poroshenko. It was it was the leader of the opposition party. It wasn't just a random guy. It was already somebody that was like massively popular in their electoral. It wasn't just a uh, random dude. That they, popular among we- portions of Western Ukraine. He was not representative of. The I'm world. just saying you when you say installed a new leader, you make it sound well, like they picked a random he, he dude. Was, he was installed because, again, they were 10 votes short of impeaching. They were 10 votes short before. But after the people started getting shot in the streets, I'm pretty sure that like literally everybody but no. six people voted for the impeachment afterwards. I think Jackson, I want to give Jackson maybe 30 seconds or so uninterrupted and then promise we'll come back to the next person. Um, I mean, I didn't have a lot to say other than I'm still looking up the name of this guy that was before Poroshenko, if you want me to. Um, I'll also say that the we discussed this destiny last time and you kind of made a fool of yourself. But uh, most independent experts that are investigating what took place in uh, the Euromaidan Square protest recognize that it was uh, Euromaidan controlled snipers, specifically Georgian snipers that were responsible for the deaths in the Euromaidan Square. The Ukrainian security personnel thought that it was uh, it was Euromaidan forces that were responsible for this. And everyone, regardless, does agree that the snipers were firing from Euromaidan controlled buildings. That is one thing that everyone does agree on. Uh, Jackson, actually, real quickly, uh, I think you, you either didn't know or you lied about uh, the timeline of Yanukovych's escape. Uh, Viktor Yanukovych left Kiev on the 21st of February and then turned up in Mos- and turned up in Moscow on the 26th of February, 2014. Now, the first yet new government was formed the day after, on the 27th of February. And uh, at that point, when did uh, they declare? When did they declare that he was no longer president? Because that's what I was pointing out here. 
Oh, that's. I think that's that's at this point is irrelevant. Uh, if we want to go back to popular <laughs> that vote is, in that's, April, that's extremely April, relevant. April 20, if April he's still, hey, hey, if he's still in Ukraine, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Right back to you, and then I just want to hear from maybe three. Sure, I just want to add this. And if you want to go by popular vote, then in April 2014, according to a Razumkov Center poll, only 4.9 percent of Ukrainians would have wanted to see Yanukovych return to the presidency. So I guess that's that does it, right? Popular. Okay. Vote. Okay. Uh, first of all, Destiny. His name was Alexan- Alexander Tuchnov. Tuchnov. I I don't know. I don't know how to Turch- pronounce Turchin- it. Turchinov. Second of all, uh, yes, it does matter if if Viktor Yanukovych is still in Ukraine, specifically in Kharkiv, the second biggest city uh, at the time in Ukraine. If they are declaring him no longer president, it doesn't matter when they set up the new government, but if they're declaring him no longer president, they were 10 votes short of getting a legal impeachment. Yes, that does matter because they are illegally forcing him out of power. So are you like, are you like a, some, some like centrist liberal now, like the law, you know, that we, we can't have a revolution because yeah, like I, I think short. the constitutional law in Ukraine is pretty important when you're talking about the illegal seizure of power. Apparently you don't Damn. think so. In that case, we, 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 will, we will never have a glorious socialist, socialist revolution because then, but that's you know, not, that's it can not just true. like be voted why, down. Why, why, why are you bringing But to up? be clear, so Ukrainian members of parliament voted to oust Yanukovych on the 25th of May. Uh, They were 10 votes short of achieving an impeachment. There was an impeachment vote. Okay, well, I, I, all I've seen is that they they voted him out. So, are you saying that that that's not well, true? Or? Remember last time when Dylan Burns tried to argue that he was legally impeached, <clears throat> and then we had to go to the vote tally and show that they were ten votes short of getting three quarters approval of a legal impeachment. Was this before police officers were firing on civilians? Or so do you do you think that the allegations? Because I see here that the vote to remove Viktor Yanukovych from the post of President of Ukraine was passed by three hundred twenty eight members of Parliament. So such ballots you, passed you, by what is called constitutional majority are binding and enter into force immediate effect. Oops. So I, Hold on. This, <laughs> According to Ukrainian law, they were 10 short of the necessary requirement to get. Was this before police were being. Were, yeah, were I, I want to ask you that. I want to ask you that question. Um, do you hmm? think that an allegation of police uh, firing on civilians is video of the, police firing is, on civilians? Is that is that grounds for the dissolution of uh, the, the form of a country's sovereignty, which is their constitutional law? Live fire has been used against protesters in several countries across the country, not 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 uh, discounting the United States. Does that mean that the the law and the constitutional law should be suspended? Uh, no, but if, if, he, if, if the people of, if the people of Ukraine disagreed with what was happening, I would have expected that to be reflected but in some vote afterwards. But that isn't. The people of Ukraine were divided, and Yanukovych represented the people in the east. Based Four on the poll that Adam just gave me, and based on and based on the MPs' vote to to oust Yanukovych, it doesn't sound like no, they were, they were divided at all. Short. Why do you keep Four, bringing this 4. up? Four point eight percent wanted wanted Yanukovych to remain in power. So too bad. Doesn't matter. Where, the law, the law of the land said that you need 338 votes to get a legal impeachment. That's three quarters of the Verkhovna Rada. They only had 328. Even with all the threat of violence, U.S. pressure, uh, London's pressure, U.S. pressure, ten votes short of actually impeaching him while he was still in the country, and they declared that he was no longer president. You understand how that's a problem, right? Okay, my, so this is my timeline that I'm not. understanding. T- t- tell me if you agree with this one. So there was a vote initially that you're talking about that failed by 10 members of parliament, right? Then the police um, then the police deaths happened, the shooting of the protests and everything happened. Then there was another vote on February 22nd, and then afterwards Yanukovych fled. And then on May 25th, there was an election. 
That wasn't the second impeachment vote. But I believe on February 22nd, they voted to oust him. No? February 27th? 22nd. 22nd Here, I'll, I'll link this. Was... Or maybe you can just say this is a fake vote, okay? That on that, the 22nd... Uh, no, that's of... incorrect. February, in fact, it was February 23rd in which they took the impeachment vote, according to what I have here. Maybe... Link me what you have, because what I have here is a BBC article on the 22nd saying Ukrainian MPs vote to oust President Yanukovych. So that was probably I I mean, it's a BBC article. That's probably them announcing that they were about to take this vote. And then, yeah, on February 23rd, they took the vote and they were 10 votes short. Um, Can you link me that? Show me that. Okay. so articles can be updated. I don't know if you know that, but the article is not updated. Okay. well. Then Jackson's explanation is probably but most likely. Destiny, I think uh, I think we have a problem. I think I heard BBC is run by George Soros. Jackson likes to mention him a lot. That's so, so it, it might, might be a suspicious. Oh yeah, like infra. Uh, if I if I were you, I wouldn't talk. Like, didn't you debate like the Destiny like when you teamed up with Nick Fuentes at like a neo Nazi? Again, you're make, bringing up all of these insubstantial uh, comments and arguments as to the actual debate we're having. I don't know why you would pivot to something completely irrelevant. Maybe it's because you're losing. If we if we want to, and even if we want to move forward in this conversation, even if theoretically we were to grant every single thing that's being said that there was like an illegal vote and that this was like a coup or whatever, this is a bad thing. None of this gives Russia the right to invade the country. Right. Even well, if I wouldn't grant all of that, but even if I did grant okay. all of that, it doesn't get. Des- I, I agree. That alone, Destiny. I just sent it to you. Yeah. It's resolution of the Verkhov Narada of February twenty third, twenty fourteen. Ten votes short of getting a legal impeachment. So I was right. Well, link me you the were, article. Link me you wrong. Your, let me link me your in chat. What you're talking about? Uh, I just sent it to you on Twitter DMs. I'm on my. Why would you I'm send on it on Twitter? Just send it on on Zoom. You don't have Twitter. I, I don't feel like opening my fucking Twitter. Just send well, on a Zoom where we're like all chatting. This again on my on my PC. I just did it for you on my laptop. Are you are you incapable of using <laughs> uh, Twitter? Yeah, I am. I think Soros is reading my DMs. I don't okay. trust the platform. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that that alone would justify a Russian invasion. But I agree. You would have to do some serious revisions about the events that led to that uh, to to make it seem like that was that's even their justification. But just for the record, I was right and you were wrong. So you can <laughs> yeah, you can apologize for being wrong about that. Yeah, sure. Anytime you want. Uh, so going through the article. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if they were even if they were 10, 10 votes short, I mean, that's how revolutions work. That's how regime changes work. What are you so, talking about? He was still in the country. This was a violent so, seizure of power. I mean, he, he fled. And they didn't, he, he they didn't get enough mission. votes to impeach him. So you're the the whole the 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 argument you're making is like, well, you know, it's okay because there were some people who wanted this, despite the fact that the constitutional uh three quarters majority was not met. That's yeah, like no, if you were to no, say, no, like, 90, oh, 90, well, yeah, there's a bunch point, of people in the United States who don't like Joe it. Biden, so therefore we should just illegally so seize the power. Okay, no, no, let no, me just no, let no, me just read. Let's just read. Let's just read. This is the source that that Jackson said. Let's just 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 one thing. Adam's saying something. He's saying something interesting. Let's just read this because this is what Jackson. Okay. Well, let me just. I just want to respond really quickly to what Adam said. Um, you're saying that it was a revolution and we can just suspend the law. Well, I think the people in the Donbass would say the same thing when they decided to declare independent republics. That was their revolution. And you're Not saying 95% of people, if polls constituted grounds 
for a legal order, I mean, then we would we wouldn't even have elections. We would just take polls. Obviously, polling the, yes, is not going to be the, those, ele- those elections were, were made under Russian gunpoint. So that's a way different uh, situation. I don't Do you know have any? You right, so are you it's trying to say that the people of Donetsk and Lugansk are not overwhelmingly in favor of when uh, the when in Donetsk and Lugansk they, there were more pro-Russian sentiment? Ironically, because of the Russian propagandizing for that that went on there. Oh, so they're either being brainwashed or is that one, at one sec, gunpoint? Right? One sec, so one sec. Just one second. Yeah. So th- yes. So uh, this is a very complicated conversation. Interesting, nonetheless. I don't know. I don't know if you want to get into it though. Lots of nuance. But the thing is, Russia has been actively propagandizing in the south and east of Ukraine, the Russian-speaking parts, through their media empire. Um, <laughs> like imagine, like a twenty-four-seven Newsmax. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I understand. It's uh, just funny you want to go down the argument of propaganda when I mean the world's media is more or less concentrated to the United in the Anglosphere. And, you know, obviously the United States dominates as far as soft power media is concerned. So if you want to talk about people being brainwashed by media, I mean, what were what kind of ideas were inspiring the people at the Maidan? It was as, as, bad as, as bad as as bad as U.S. media can be, the Russian Russian media and Russian propagandizing is an entirely different beast. Don't worry about it. It's, yeah, but that's same, like your opinion. As, that's like your no, opinion. No, 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 like, no. Someone no, could say the same thing about the United States media. So, the, well. the, so the, I would say Russian state media is like Fox News on crack, right? Uh, with some imperialist agenda. Uh, like it's like a nonstop. Yeah, but t- the, t- the, t- the difference is, is that Russian media hasn't led to the wholesale destruction of places like Iraq, Libya, and the, the Middle East. Oh, well, it, it, it led to the destruction of, of now the Russian-speaking parts of Ukraine. So I don't know what you're talking about. It seems no, like these, they, it seems like these, reaction, these reactionary, caused. these reactionary states. That destruction was overwhelmingly caused by the uh, Ukrainian paramilitaries and military. Oh, sure, sure. The, the, the Ukrainians, the Ukrainians destroyed Mariupol just for fun, right? And like all these cities, like the, the pictures of the, of the that's just what that the civilians leveled, say. You know, like I didn't that, think yeah. this debate. Civilians was did not say that. That is not true. What? Can this I can I read what Jackson like me? Yeah, so your polls are reliable. Uh, Destiny, Destiny, yeah, do you want to talk Hinko about this? The, the, the evidence I put forward that there was a vote on yeah, can I, can uh, February twenty third, twenty fourteen, to confirm. Can, wait, can the I just read what you sent me? Why are you so scared of me reading what you sent me? Of the I don't understand. Of getting an impeachment. I don't understand. Can I just read what you sent me? Are you going to interrupt me? Is that okay? This is what you sent me, so I should be able to read it. Yes. I asked you a question, and you you interrupt me as if I'm the one interrupting. Oh my god, dude! It's literally It's like unbelievable. And I mean this in the most like sincere way possible. I think you might be like schizophrenic. I swear. Don't do it. Okay. I hope you find help. Okay. So. Linking what Jackson um, linked me, which was a Wikipedia article. Um, The Ukrainian revolution of February 2014 took place after a series of violent events towards protesters in the capital, Kyiv, that culminated with the flight and subsequent then-president of Ukraine, Viktor Yanukovych, um, who was then removed from the office. There were no articles of impeachment against Yanukovych. The Verkhovna Rada Committee voted on February 22nd, 2014. Um, MPs voted to remove Viktor Yanukovych from the post of president of Ukraine on the grounds that he was unable to fulfill his duties and to hold early presidential elections on May 25th. The vote came an hour after Yanukovych said in a televised address that he would not resign. He subsequently declared himself to still be the legitimate head of the Ukrainian state elected in a free vote by Ukrainian <laughs> citizens. The action did not follow the impeachment process as specified by the constitution of Ukraine, um, which would have required a whole like official putting forth like impeachment charges and everything. Um, But there was a vote that they held to oust him as president because in order for the government to continue functioning, they needed to do so because he had abandoned his post. 
So, so is that an unconstitutional vote or is that a constitutional I guess, but it's all, I mean, he left. <laughs> and so to quote your thing, instead, the Verkhovna Rada declared that Yanukovych, quote, withdrew from his duties in an unconstitutional matter, unquote, and cited, quote, circumstances of extreme urgency, end quote, as the reason for early elections. Destiny, that he was still good. in Kharkiv when they took this vote. And the vote says, quote, to confer the powers of the president of Ukraine on chairman of the Verkhovna Rada, which was Tor- Torchnia Alexander, whatever his name is. Um, and this is literally is Kharkov where the where the government is ran seizure of power. And as you put it, an ouster really. of Viktor Yanukovych, there were 10 votes short of any constitutional requirement to actually move through with this ouster yeah, to, to move incredible. to move to do the impeachment. They weren't able to get the votes for it, but to actually oust him to make sure the government continued to function. It seemed like they voted almost unanimously to do so. But it's that, an illegal that was not a binding power, though. He's still in the country. Ukrainian. There's no reason for there to be a, an ouster. Other well, the than reason they, they cited was because him. the guy fled like, from Destiny, government and there was Destiny, no way to is there was Destiny. no way to run the government. Destiny, I, I was really bad at math in high school, but I'm pretty Hold sure. On. Wait, do you acknowledge that he left the government? Do you acknowledge sure that he left the government? Right, do you acknowledge that he left the government? Do you acknowledge that he left the government? I think so. I think so. Do you acknowledge that he fled, that he left like he left the government? The vote took place. While he was in Kharkov, but yeah, he did. Is Kharkov where you're supposed to be to be like the head of the state? Russia? Is that where you're going to be to answer this question after snipers rained down hellfire if, on his band of cars that they after he ordered he in, police to assassinate protesters, there was a violent incursion into his office and in, in his actual primary residence. So, yeah, so, after that all took place, he went to Russia, but he was still in Kharkov. So the, the actually the argument here is that if a head of state is evacuating the capital because of a threat of violence, that is not the same as stepping down from government. If there's, I agree with that. And they didn't follow their impeachment process, but they did vote 328 to zero to remove him from his post. Which and they was were not enough short as per Ukraine's actually, uh, I actually have one important thing to add. At that point, uh, after the firings, etc., uh, I think there, I believe the reason why they didn't have the constitutional majority is because Yanukovych's party kind of just fled also and disbanded, and, and uh, they basically all went to Russia. So uh, I think that was the reason why they vote, they didn't have the majority, Adam, even though they voted three to eight to zero, basically. But you just called it a revolution, and you just said the law. Didn't. Yeah, it was. Fuck yeah! So, dude, like, so I'm, you I'm, agree I'm, that I'm, it, I'm, it was very, not. It was not following the procedures of the form of Ukraine's sovereignty enshrined in its constitution. It was following it. It was still a revolution. Those things are not exclusive. <laughs> they definitely are incompatible. If you're go- if it's going to be a revolution, then you're going to overthrow the prior form of the legal order and the sovereign order. So they didn't uh, the, the, ask for their constitutional the, the, requirement. It was not I would enough. Say the, 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 the legal order wasn't wasn't really overthrown. Like the same legal system. So was the constitutional requirement met or was it not met? It seems like because the constitutional requirement for impeachment wasn't met, but the reasons why were extraordinary. It seemed like they didn't want to go through the process. The legal, but the Ukraine's legal order does not allow. Can, can we? This can we like use our? Sense. Can we? Can we actually use our brains a little bit, or is it really going to be this retarded? I would love like, to use. Like, like if, we, if, we at, if we look at this, if we look at this, coup, if we look at this, if we look at this coup, after 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 the president, sorry, but people the violence. Can I just do my my thirty seconds and they can respond? So after he fled. They didn't go through formal impeachment charges because the country was literally in fucking chaos. They didn't want to run the courts and run the thing to figure out like, so they had a vote in their parliament to see what they should do. Did he abandon his post? When they took that vote, the Rada voted 328 to zero to remove him from the government so that the government could continue to function so that the country wouldn't fall into chaos. After they voted to oust him, they held democratic elections and followed their democratic process afterwards. That seems to be what happened. Now, if you want to call that like an illegal coup or seizure power, that's fine. 
do that. But don't pretend that he was just like kicked out of the government and they installed a new leader or whatever. That's not what happened. That is that's what exactly happened because, what happened. You can't okay, have well, democratic elections uh, to replace a president mm, if you have an illegal ouster of said president. Especially when it. you consider that the entire pretext of him leaving the Capitol was criminal and illegal mass violence being conducted <clears> by the citizens of by the people living in Kiev who were not acting as the representatives of the entire people of Ukraine. So if that's the pretext for him leaving in the first place, of course it would not be legal uh, according to any democratic constitution. Why did he leave the country? Uh, because of the threats of violence he was facing. Why didn't Zelensky leave the country? Uh, Zelensky's well protected wherever he is. Zelensky is what you told me on this platform, I think a month ago, that Russia was going to control Kiev in literally three days. You're telling me that Zelensky no, is well protected with I the Russian that. military invading his country, but you're telling me that uh, Yanukovych was under massive threat because of some riots? Not only riots, but various Oops. sniper fire. He didn't have the Yanukovych did not have the U Ukrainian security apparatus. The he literally the did. The whole Beckerud or whatever police force was still protecting him. Of course. What do you mean? Yeah, you understand, that, you understand that, though that those police forces were being sniped from the Euromaidan controlled buildings in Euromaidan Square. So they were literally killing police officers it was, and civilians. Is there any actual evidence of sniper yeah. fire? Is that a real thing? Can you show me that? Like sniper fire on police officers by protesters. Like what do you mean is there evidence fire. of sniper fire? You're the one who the entire time throughout this debate, you've been saying that there was sniper fire on protesters. No, what I said was that yes, you what did. I said you was said that was they, that before. No, I, no. Okay, well, I'm glad we have video evidence. The entire we have video time evidence. So what you'll if you write rewind what you'll hear Destiny, me say is that Destiny, police officers fired on protesters. Destiny, we got Destiny. video evidence of it. I didn't say they rap sniped God, them. Rap God, stop talking. So you've been saying throughout this entire debate that was it before or was it after the sniper fire began to rain down on the protesters? I don't Never know how many that. times you've said this. Never you're said like that. a broken record. And now you're saying that there wasn't sniper fire and you want proof of sniper fire. I said that the people? police fight. Do you want to bet like 10 bucks on it? If I said there was sniper fire from police and protesters or if I just said police fired on protesters. You said sniper fire. I said police fired on protesters. You said sniper fire. Do you want to bet on it? Do you want to bet 10 bucks? Sure, I'll bet 10 bucks. Okay, we'll bet 10 bucks. You give me the clip, right I'll pay you $10 afterwards. If All I right. did say it, I misspoke. And what I've said a million times is that police officers fired on protesters. They absolutely did. There's video evidence looked at by third parties. You can go and watch it yeah, right now. It's George, undeniable. Georgian, Georgian police officers that were controlled by the Euromaidan protesters. Yeah, No, they were literally the yellow, whatever wearing police officers. You can see them in their police officer protected position. That, that's shooting a convincing on argument, yellow wearing police officers. But what I can tell you is that Georgian police officers have actually admitted to this in testimonies they, they, you're just lying this is yeah, yeah I, I can't, I can't engage with this if you want you can literally <laughs> google like you can google new york this. times police shooting ukraine reconstruction and you can literally watch videos put together by NPM people that Several, model the hey, city listen, looked listen. at thousands of hours of cell phone video footage and it put together like you can see directly police shooting from areas into protester areas you can see them shooting and killing protesters it's like yeah. It's like, oh, so, super, so it's like yeah. le, 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 last time, last time, though, the, the last story was that, it, that was that the snipers were Polish. Now they're Georgian. I'm glad like they just like, I guess, change with the wind. But uh, no, like what we disagree with is that protesters rain or like Azov battalion members or whatever, or right sector members uh, were sniping police. There were firefights, but the massive uh, uh, sniping of protesters happened by the police. There's video that, evidence. That's incorrect. In fact, there that's was a forensic ballistic examination conducted you by can go on the YouTube government. And Listen, Adam, Bell, 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 Bell,
uh, Kalishnikov was using. That's In addition to that, we also have several former members of the Georgian military who testified that they and other groups of Maidan snipers in the Hotel Ukraina and the Music Conservatory were ordered by specific Maidan leaders and ex-Georgian leaders to fire on police and protesters and that they witnessed the massacre. The, yeah, the idea like that there, info. so just, I just want to be clear on this. So you're telling me that you don't believe police officers ever fired and killed up protesters. Uh, you, now you're, now you're giving me like a, you're an a- absolute statement. Maybe, I don't know. But what I do know is that the deaths that we saw in the Euromaidan square um, on that bloody day where there was like several dozen people were killed, were killed by snipers at the control of the Euromaidan uh, protesters and organizers. Okay. So when I tell you that like, the the um there what is it the Beirut we're there's just, a name okay also there's we're just gonna B- move past Berkut, the ballistic Berkut. evidence and act like that didn't happen cool got it Go I, I I don't know if you want to show me ballistic evidence you feel free to link me that as well okay. but um the idea if we're gonna bring Olga Bulga up in this debate um the the well, I, I don't know like, I think ballistic evidence is kind of important I don't know maybe, well, maybe on who, I'm silly. oh the Berkut Berkut uh, those the Ber- police Berkut, officers yes. yeah they were ordered by Yanukovych to fire on protesters and they did we have we have video evidence why did of why the did the bullets thing. not match up with their assault rifles. I don't know what bullets match up with their assault rifles mean. If you get in, if you get an actual bullet and you get an assault rifle, you can look at the striations of the round. If I don't know if that type of forensic analysis was done, but you can laugh all you want. But like we can watch the videos, dude. Oh, it's like, just it's, incredible. Like it's twenty. It's twenty. The year is the year is the year is twenty fourteen. The year is twenty fourteen. We've got video footage of fucking everything that happens. They did a full reconstruction, uh, like of everything. You can measure when the bullet leaves. You can hear the sounds across kind of cell phones, and you can see who's getting shot by who. It's not a mystery. Uh, Hinkle, can, can you can you link that to us? Can you link that? Yes, link that for yes, investigation yes, you did ask for that. I will. Sure. And if anybody's bored, here's this in the Zoom chat. You want to watch it later. Like, you can literally watch the, the the videos of people getting killed. You can see from multiple cell phone angles where the shots are coming from. We've got CCTV footage of the police officers behind their barricades shooting directly into protests. And you can see from like four different angles the bullet going to the protester and killing them. You can measure the sound waves off of every single fucking cell that's recording it. It's not a mystery. Like, and then meanwhile, in your end, you've got like Olga Bulga saying she does forensic investigation to prove that it's all fake. Like. Oh, I, 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 if, I see what's contradictory. One second, one sec. I see, there is I no see contradictory what, evidence. Sorry, God. I, I see uh, what, what Tinkle is. Uh, I see what Tinkle is doing now. This is like a paywall article, so we, we cannot check immediately. It's not a paywall it's, article. Yes, it is. For me, for me, there's like a paywall. It's I didn't even send magazine. it to you. How do you have a paywall? Oh, sure. That's that's it. the one that I sent. Uh, New York oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry, sorry about the. Yeah, it was destiny. Sorry. I paywall. Okay, so so Hinkle, please, please, please link it because I'm interested. Is it now? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to go through it quickly as Destiny uh, takes the lead. Um, I, like, not only is like everything that's being said so far just completely without substantiation, even if it was. We're literally the only even one if we, providing substantiation. Even if we granted every single thing you've said, none of this gets you anywhere near allowing Russia to invade another country mm-hmm. to try to break away territory. Well, that, that's and a leap. You know, to, get to, Russia, to get to the point of Russia invading Ukraine, we're just trying to first establish the legitimacy of the will of the people of Donetsk and Lugansk and Crimea uh, because of the coup in uh, the Maidan. Now, as far as the events leading up to Russia's uh, intervention, that's a different story. Sure. So let's say that there was a coup. What is the justification for Russia to invade? Um, Russia decided that it wanted to settle the matter peacefully through the Minsk agreements, which the Ukrainian government uh, had agreed to. Now, if it's, not could, peace, if you, it's not peaceful to take territory from another country. You understand that, right? Right. It's also not peaceful to have a violent coup. So we're that's square, you know. Zero. No, no, hold on. It, two wrongs don't make a right. If well, we thought I'll, that the I'll Belarusian elections weren't yeah. weren't um weren't allowed or weren't okay, do you think yeah, that means yeah, we can I'll, go I'll on and invade Belarus? 
Sure. It is definitely not just oh, sure we can. For, okay. It's definitely not just justified for a country to come in and just take territory, regardless of the will of the people living there. But when you do have an overthrow of the constitutional order and the people of a certain region overwhelmingly decide that they want to join another sovereign state that they're historically, ethnically, and linguistically and culturally closer None to. None of that matters, but okay. Um, that is definitely not the same as a country just coming in and taking it. If people in their sovereign capacity decide that they want to join a, another state that they feel will represent them better than the one that had just overthrew their democratically elected representative, uh, that's not the same thing as a country just coming so in. So if, an, if enough people in Texas voted to secede and they wanted to join Mexico, would Mexico be right to send an army into the United States to secure that territory? If, if there was a coup in the United States that overthrew the constitutional order and there was all this, um, you know, everything was thrown up in the air and the mm-hmm. people of Texas, for some reason, were no longer able to ha- uh, have any sovereign representation in uh, the, in you know, in, in the capital, then of course it would be justified. Do you understand what you're doing for? Do you understand what you're doing? Justified in this country. Do you understand what you're doing for norms around the world when you say that if any country has a coup, another country has a right to come in and peel off territory from that country? You don't think that that is not what I'm saying at all. I'm not exactly what you're saying. No, you're saying that you're saying that there was a coup in Ukraine and some group of people felt like they weren't being represented as a result of that coup, so they want to break away and join another country. And you're saying that if that is the case, same as another country just coming in and peeling it away, because one implies that they're just doing it at the expense of the people living there. Not the necessarily. Ones, you can peel away. Ter- we could probably find some people in Mexico or Canada who want to join the U.S. and send a military there to go and support well, them. Like when you say also okay, acting you- as though that that coup government wasn't responsible for violence against its uh, own civilians who wanted to break away as a result of the coup. This, those, by breaking itself. away, you've already committed a violent act. So, of course, I would expect a country to violently defend its sovereignty. But didn't you say two wrongs don't make a right? Before. No, it, self-defense is not a wrong. If somebody's trying to break away from your country, you have a right to defend your sovereignty. Of well, course. if if someone if someone overthrows your democratically re- elected representative, which they had democratic people. elections afterwards, did they not? No. no, that those were not considered legitimate by the people living there because they are. Who didn't elected. consider them legitimate? Even Putin considered even Putin considered these elections legitimate. But Putin is not the people of Eastern Ukraine. The people of Eastern Ukraine. The people Ukraine, of Eastern Ukraine don't get to unilaterally just say we don't like the elections, therefore they're not legitimate. No, but they do sense. get they do get to say that if you overthrow our elected representative, we don't have to recognize whatever new elections you're doing because we already voted for a guy before and you just got rid of them. Okay, so it, it, so if they didn't like the new leader, they have a right now to basically no, break away. No, that's not what I said. Not whether I said. or not they liked him or didn't like him, there was an illegal ouster of this president that was pressed by violence from thugs of criminals that were propped up by the United States and people like current Underse- Undersecretary of State Victoria Newland. Oh, so, sounds like a true bizarreist over here. True. Okay. Yeah. I, I, again, I think Adam, you just confined yourself to making like these snide, insubstantial comments. No, because because I've, I've heard because I've heard them all. Yes, yes. So the, you know, my frustration with you is that you know you 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 of course are way more into this like hard like leftist revolutionary aesthetic, you know, yeah. and 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 then here we are, and then you know I'm supposed to be like the 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 uh, either Lipkuk or Nazi or whatever, and then it's you who are questioning, like who are saying that a a a a a, a revolution or regime change. Is not valid because 
They didn't, you didn't get the votes. You were 10 no, votes short. No, if you want to have sorry, a philosophical the, the, argument the, the, about the glorious revolution failed because we, we, did, we were 10 votes short. Also, some, something interesting, wait, just one more point. Yeah. Something that was also mentioned that when, uh, you know, uh, I think Hickel mentioned that like the, the, the mob stormed the, 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 like the palace of Yanukovych, right? Uh, which is like, okay, it, it wasn't a storming. People just like, kind of showed up to his villa, which is, uh, which is you know, where, where, where did that come from, right? The money for it. And people That's just like, stro- strolled in. And to this day, it's, it, it is the Museum of Corruption in Ukraine. You can go up. It's, it's in, it's in Mejigiria. It's in the northern Kiev suburb. Was this so, uh, and this, this friendly is the same occupation energy. legal? This is the, yeah, the, well, this is the same energy as, as uh, you know, uh, Soviet, like uh, uh, communist troops, red troops uh, showing up to the czar's palaces in Russia. And looking around, looking around, saying, "Wow, look!" look no, that's that's the reason that's not comparable. It's the people. Yeah, the reason that's not comparable is because the October Revolution was already precipitated by the February Revolution, which overthrew an autocracy, which was not a modern democratic state in any capacity. It was Mm -hmm. not some kind of constitutional order. It was a pure autocracy, which was overthrown already by the um, February Revolution, and it was the Kerensky government which was in power at the time which also, um, you know, lost in the constitutive elections with the unity of the Bolsheviks and the left SRs deciding that they wanted to um, get out of the war and uh, over, overthrow. So, you know, with, sure, the comparison's but, completely um, void. You know, you can't just my, say- My oh, point- I mean, like, I mean, my point was that was that you 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 so vehemently opposed the spirit of this whole thing, right? Because Yanukovych wasn't an absolute monarch, but he was actually leading towards it, you know, ordering his police to fire at protesters. Wait, but you're saying signing in the protest laws? I think no, Adam. He criminalized protesting, for example, and uh, he also made it legal to try people in absentia. So if so, even if you weren't in the courthouse, you cannot defend yourself. Don't have a lawyer. The court can just sentence you to, to twenty years of prison for uh, for just. Uh, in the United States right now is illegally extraditing Julian Assange to lock him up in the CIA black site for 175 years. Hold on, real quick. Do you think the United States is anywhere comparable to the laws that Yanukovych passed before he fled the country? Adam, I don't know why you keep like bringing up this this conspiracy theory that there was snipers raining down on the protesters that were controlled by Viktor Yanukovych when I just sent you proof, uh, testimonies from people on the ground there who were saying that they saw snipers shooting from Hotel Ukraina window, yes, uh, I, I, uh, saw I a sniper near the roof yes, of the Hotel uh, Ukraina sign, yes, yes, yes. and another sniper on the roof of this hotel on Zozhnevdi uh, Palace side. These were all Ukrainian Euromaidan controlled buildings. Yes. So, so, wait, so there, so wait, there's no ballistic wait, analysis in this article? No, no, we like do I, have we do have the. Uh, I, w- I went through this article. Too. I, I went through this article. It's written by uh, even uh, Kachanovsky. Like this seems to be like the conclusions of one guy. It is just Russian propaganda. I will not look at it. The ballistic no, no, evidence no. I, is not I've, worth I've, I've, my time. No, no, no. I've, I've actually read it, and it's like pretty underwhelming. It's like it's like no real no no sources whatsoever. It's like the guy. Oh, yeah, no sources. The, the guy is like to... strongly insisting. Basically, there, there's an irony here. Study. There's, there's an irony here because you said something earlier. You said something about how if I'm a revolutionary, why do I think a constitutional order is important? Yeah, like why are you such a bootlicker? I want to actually talk about that because because your argument actually reminds me of a literal argument Mussolini and Hitler made when they were reproached by the communists about suspending the legal constitutional order of their respective countries. Oh, it was just a revolution, just like what you guys did. And this evinces the fact that um, it seems like these like 
ultra liberals like yourselves and outright fascists and Nazis have the same line of thinking that you I am, can just I am suspend, more revolution than you are. Actually. You can you can just suspend the constitutional order of a country at the expense of the actual people living there. And moreover, not only can you do that, but you can actually deny the ability for people who want to after the suspension of this constitutional order, have their own revolution and say that's somehow illegitimate and illegal. You can't at the same time speak on behalf of the legal order while at the same time having overthrown it. So pick your argument. I'm not even saying that, oh, I'm just defending the constitutional order of Ukraine. I'm defending the right of the people in Donetsk and Lugansk and Crimea to exercise their sovereign right to secede from Ukraine. Sure, but but when that happened, when those votes happened in Donetsk and Luhansk, they were already occupied by paramilitary troops supported by Russia. So it was happening under gunpoint, same in Crimea. So those, those, those are not the same. So in when Ukraine, you say it happens under different. gunpoint, are you trying to say that if it weren't for that fact, there wouldn't have been overwhelming pro-Russian sentiment in those regions to leave? You're yeah, no, forced. probably not. It, it, it was more. It was what does gunpoint mean? That's extremely gunpoint. It, it, in gunpoint, yes. In gunpoint means in Crimea, mo, uh, government buildings were taken over by the polite green men. That was Russian spetsnaz. And uh, based were on there uh, demonstrations the, in front of those government buildings by ordinary Crimeans who actually were expressing protest against the coup. No, because the streets are full of, of Russian special forces with guns. And so those were all Russian special forces who were gathering in front of the uh, Capitol building. Uh, in uh, Crimea, is that what you're trying to allege? But the, the the little green men with the advanced Russian weaponry and the green suits and no insignia. What about the mobs those of were... civilian protesters who were protesting the ousting of Yanukovych in Crimea? Were those little green men? Who? The, the protesters. protesters the, the protesters that were... Uh, very frustrated at the idea that there was this illegal ouster of their president that they oh, voted yeah, sure. for. Uh, and, and then, and, and, and then, they are, they are wait, wait, I'm not done yet. And then in addition to that, uh, when, as you put it, they had democratic elections, they didn't want those people to vote in the Donbass. They didn't want people in Donetsk and Lugansk to be able to vote in the so-called democratic election. So I don't really know why. Wait, people in the Donbass were kept from voting for new leaders, for new leadership? There were no... Certain portions, yes. Actually, wait, 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 uh, wait, oligarchical governors were appointed by the Ukrainian government to, in this feudal way, rule over the people uh, of Don of the Donbass. Even wait, of course, what? like I've all never of, heard this uh, before. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Like I mean, then, never heard of this. This actually, yeah, uh, this actually a more more of a Russian thing to uh, have regions be ruled by strongmen. This actually, but the Donetsk Ukraine... and Lugansk People's Republics overthrew people like Kolomoysk. Uh, Kolomoisky, no, another Kolomoisky, oligarchical family Kolomoisky, that had directly sure. controlled the government. Kolomoisk, Kolomoisky was a, was in in, in, in Dnipro, in Dnipropetrovsk Oblast. Uh, the, the east was firmly Yanukovych area. So he, he yeah, was. Yeah, but he was overthrown by the Donetsk and Lugansk People's Republic. They overthrew and unseated these oligarchical families. Yanukovych, no, there in in the east, Yanukovych was the big wig in town, right? It was his base. Yeah, but he was he was. He was appointed after the Maidan to serve as governor, to be clear. He was only dismissed in 2016 by Poroshenko. Mm -hmm. So that right. was so years after Viktor the Maidan. Yanukovych, was Viktor Yanukovych still an active, the active, what did we say, governor of Donetsk and Luhansk Oblast? God, you stutter so no, much. No, he was not. No. <laughs> Yanukovych <laughs> was not. 
Hey, so do you guys bad. deny that the Ukrainians were planning a full-scale invasion? Why do we past? jump from like one conspiracy to the next? We like can't solve yeah, any I mean, point. Like, well, we put up all this evidence and we put up, we give you guys all these sources, and then you say, "Well, I don't believe these sources because no, I, they I, are I Russian propaganda." Evidence for so wait, wait, hold on, I'm just curious. What is next thing that wait, you're wait, probably going to deny, even though we'll give you evidence? Wait, can, can you, uh, you wait? Not, can you? Do you not? Okay, this is what happens when somebody is scared because they know they don't have a good point, so they just have to pivot from one point to the next to the next. I like to talk a little bit before we go into the Q and A. So I do want to make sure that people are able to hear what you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at this point, like Hinkle is kind of out of arguments and he's trying to. Yeah, I'm good to. I'm good there. to go like right to the Q and A. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think we can. No, no, no. I would like to address one last thing. Uh, do you oh, deny you do. that the Ukrainian uh, top brass military personnel were planning a full scale invasion into the Donbass in March of 2022? I don't know how you can invade wait, your own wait, sovereign wait, territory. Wait, that March, is like- March of 2022, as in like a month, like weeks after the Russian invasion began. No, prior to the Russian invasion that was being launched, there was documents that were being prepared by top military brass uh, that they were going to launch an invasion into the Donbass, a full-scale okay, invasion. So, so, okay, wait, wait, wait. So, 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 so let me get this straight. Ukraine, so Russia masses all these 150,000 troops on the border. Right on the other side like, of the 100,000 yes, plus uh, that Ukraine had amassed. Yes. In and, their own and, country. <laughs> In their own and country, Russians yes. were in their so, own country as well. So Good wait, job. Yeah, but the difference was Ukraine is trying to control their own borders. Russia is trying to invade another country. Why would you try to yeah, equate yeah, these yeah. two yeah, things? That, that presumes that it can rightfully be said to be their borders. It is, because uh, even Russia and every other sovereign state on the planet recognized it as their borders, of course. Within the, within well, the, 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 the Budapest Memorandum in 1994, the Budapest Memorandum in 1994, which Russia agreed to, uh, well, 1991, anyway, Russia def- Russia agreed to Ukraine's borders, and I guess that was, I guess, uh, uh, that was like worth toilet paper. That was under the presumption just a prank, that the though. Russian speakers in Eastern Ukraine were going to be democratically represented. No, wait, wait, where do you, where, that wasn't no, wait, wait. written into the recognition of yes, anything. You can't make it conditional afterwards. That is written in the foundation of, since 1991, the modern European, uh, no. Ukrainian state itself. The, it's and, Show and, me where and, it's written that we can invade your country if we feel like you're not representing no, a certain that's not what's written. written. What's exactly. Written. So don't <laughs> even try to pretend, okay? Ukrainian states founding was premised on the idea that everyone was going to be given democratic representation including the people in the East who spoke Russian and also the people who were ethnically Russian. I mean, this deal was necessary for a stable transition into the post-Soviet era. No, it wasn't necessary for any stable transition. Yes, it was. Do you think the USSR had a call on whether or not the Republic broke off from the USSR? The USSR fell apart. They had no no, control over it. No, but on a multilateral level, countries like No, you're just making up words now. No, what? Countries like Russia, Belarus, and others, and also the Western partners who we're dealing with, all did have to negotiate the terms under which this was going to be happening. And then finally, you know, it would have been unthinkable at the time for the stability of the region. I mean, it was already unstable. You had places like uh, Abkhazia and Ossetia and uh, Transnistria with these disputed territories and populations. I mean, so it was unstable. These aren't disputed. These are broken off by Russia. Yeah. No, they were not okay, broken to get off back, by to get to Transnistria and Moldova, Georgia. Russia, yeah, of course. The not last by point Russia, where you're trying to make was that was that uh, the brigade that they were planning to launch this formal invasion into the Donbass with was trained by U.S. and British instructors in Lviv or Lviv in accordance we're, we're with the training program. It's programs. their territory. So it was literally yeah, they so had they had begun supplying increased amounts of military artillery to Ukraine. Then they were planning this full scale invasion with NATO trained Ukrainian brigades. <laughs> And they were going to slaughter even more civilians in the Donbass, which is just going, another going to reason quote, for I'm Russia going to launching quote. this protective 
mission, uh, operation, mission. Agent, whatever you call it, uh, to stop this from happening, the continued a, a, slaughtering let, that let, is taking place for the past eight years against the soil, people of the Donbass. And, and a blood and soil genocide is more like it. But I'm going to quote Sergei. You're literally okay, a Nazi supporter. I'm going, going to literally oh, are oh, Nazi oh, supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, your sure, your sure. arguments let, are let me, let, yeah, null and void. You post memes about Stefan Bandera. Fine, 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 fine. Kind of incredible that you show your face. I'm going to fire you. I wouldn't show my face. I'm going to close. I'm going to close with with a quote from Sergei Lavrov, uh, we do within our borders what we what we want, we move our military, we do military maneuvers the way we choose, and no other country has any say in the matter. Sergei Lavrov, yeah, I think it applies to Ukraine as well. Republics are disputed territory, and Ukraine signed the Minsk Disputed by, disputed by whom? By the people living there and the Ukrainian government. That's why there was a conflict, that's why there was the Minsk agreements, which the Ukrainian government voluntarily signed, and then later claimed they had signed at gunpoint, even though France and Germany were also parties to that agreement. Anyway, legally to this day, no one really like officially contested the, the Donetsk and Maybe Russia made statements to that effect, but as far as international agreements are concerned, Russia still considers yeah, but, that area but, to be Ukraine. Yeah, but if, if international... We can, we can go to the Q&A if you want to, by the way, in, international agreements are not the sole factor in defining what constitutes. Uh, uh, wait, I, 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 I thought the law was super important. Now it's there's there's sovereignty at the internal level and then sovereignty at the external level. Now internal, it seems, it seems like external seems sovereignty like... is determined by how mad your neighbors are. I guess. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No, it it turn, like... internal sovereignty is determined by things like this. I mean, read the basic Sorry, foundations. Your liberalism, your liberal thinkers talk about the social contract and the need for an agreement to be come to between the government and the people. Uh, unless what? I mean, Thomas Jefferson, even he said that it is right and justified for a people to overthrow their government if they're not in a constitutional a way. A people to overthrow their government, not for a foreign power to come in and take over yeah. your but shit when there's the conflict. You, you yourself admitted that while Putin recognized the new government of Ukraine, it's the people in the eastern Ukraine who didn't. So it's not a foreign government who's imposing. It's foreign troops right? that have been on the ground since 2013 in the Donbass. That is, That's that the is issue. 23rd, I mean, that is your allegation. Let's move into the next one. I hate to do this, guys, but just because we want to get you guys out of here about a decent time. Didymus says, by the way, folks, all of our guests are linked in the description. If you'd like to hear more about their views, you can by clicking on those links below. That includes in the podcast. We put our guest links in the description box there, too. Didymus says, Ukrainian nationalists did not get their anti-Semitism from the Nazis. They were doing pogroms during the Russian Civil War. Yeah, but the nature of the anti-Semitism, as voiced by people like Bandera during the 30s, was qualitatively different than whatever historical European pogroms were happening uh, before. So that's just just be, that's like saying there was pogroms in the medieval times in Ukraine. It doesn't speak to the unique character of the anti-Semitic violence during the Holocaust. But Hitler's anti-Semitism and Nazi anti-Semitism was this like weird, ultimate, almost ultimate culmination of essentially hundreds, hundreds of years of like a Christian anti-Jewish propaganda and like traditional European. Uh, yeah, uh, well, you could also Christian say it was, the, it was actually the, the last result. word in thread, and then we got it because the question was okay. originally for you, and then we got to go to the next one because we're okay. crunched on time. Hmm. Infra, if you if you wanted to say something, like I said, I was just going to say it was unique because it represented this post-Christian, pan-European pagan idea that the Jewish people are foreigners to Europe and that they have to, and then just like the Slavs and just like other so-called subhuman races. Wasn't anti-Semitism across Europe, like all over Europe past World War One? Like it wasn't unique yeah. to like one or two countries, right? But okay. Yeah, but anyway, the, the next, next, next question anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this one from Mitchell says question for both sides. If you had the power and money to end this war, how would you do it? 
supply uh, more heavy, heavy weapons to Ukraine until they crush the Russian army to the dust so we can restore the borders of Ukraine that Russia originally agreed to. And then we can, uh, later on, we can do fun, fun stuff like break up the Russian empire into its constituent states so they will, we will not have an imperialist power wage active war in, in Europe in 2022 again, in the 21st century. Um, Jackson, you want to go out, you can go. For yeah, very, very simple. I mean, what Izov something just said is a effort to prolong the war. Um, what I would do is I'd make the proposal and hopefully Ukraine would have some sense of, uh, you know, logic and agree to it and understand that if they don't, it's going to end up much worse for them, that you have to cede the regions that Russia has already established control over, including Donetsk, Lugansk and Crimea, because Russia has the ability to continue advancing. Uh, Russia should also get Mykolaiv, Zaporizhia and Odessa very historically significant town to them. Ukraine must remain neutral, meaning no NATO, uh, you know, stationing of artillery or personnel or training in the country anymore. And um, all official Nazi, outed Nazi uh, battalions and regiments and political leaders must appear before an international tribunal to try them for uh, war crimes, if any, crimes of aggression uh, that would be set before an international charter. Also, um, just uh, in addition to all that, because I agree with all that, since we're talking about power and money, I would also invest in the infrastructure and economic development of both Eastern and Western Ukraine, such that the source of neo-Nazi extremism and anti-Russian sentiment, uh, because they're blaming Russia for their own oligarchical zombie economy, I would have mutual economic development, which would lead to long-lasting uh, peace in the region. I would say that the agreement should be really simple. All of the territory should be returned to Ukraine. This includes the Donbass and it includes Crimea. Um, Russia should probably even leave Sevastopol. I think they've lost any any legitimate claim they've had to even running the base there. Um, I think that Russia has shown that they are incapable of sustaining any long-term ground war. They are, Their military discipline for a variety of reasons is just abysmal. And the further and longer that the war goes on, the more Russia's economy is going to suffer and the more, you know, what little military honor they had will shrink and disappear into nothing. Russia's economy is really being hit, huh? Kind of. It's all, being keep in mind that all of these guys that are laughing right now called that the war would be over in like a week. And well, now they're on like yeah, the yeah. most massive... <laughs> well, Haas, Haas, you are literally on record. I can bring the clip up of you saying admitting... You're, you're literally today right control, now saying that Russia's economy is being hurt. Literally. But just to be clear about that, what I said was that in my view that things would not have gone as planned. Well, uh, I yeah. was wrong about that. Oh, no, they didn't. But <laughs> will you admit that you were wrong about the this depreciation? This one, we, I, guys, I need to do this. Will you, will you <laughs> admit that you were wrong about the ruble being totally worthless, even though not only has it... Their currency is having extreme trouble right now, but okay. The ruble has reached historical... Bloom, Bloomberg <laughs> just announced that the ruble is the top performing currency in the world. And yeah, is that some crazy how that works, huh? Definitely yeah, true, right? Because, because not, not, only, not only is the ruble the top performing, not, really not only is it the top performing currency really in the world, incredible. Russia's military is one of the strongest it's, it's standing incredible. armies in the world oh, as well. The military yeah, discipline yeah. is strict. The, the defense that they have for their armored units is super on point. Everything is going exactly. It's incredible. This one, that's incredible. Incredible. Next question. Pedro HM, thanks very much, says, why pro-Russian Ukrainians don't move to Russia? Why not offer asylum? It seems a simpler solution than annexing a whole country. It's five USD, by the way. Because oh, that's they, an easy one. Oh, yeah, yeah. because it's it's their it's their homeland where they're living, where they're settled. It, during the Soviet Union, that was the bread and butter of their way of life. 
And so how did they get there, by the way? Uh, it's a mystery. Uh, it depends on who. Some were there. No, how, did, how did ethnic Russians get to Ukraine, by the way? That is like centuries. The real answer is Russia doesn't want those ethnic Ukrainians or the ethnic Russians from Ukraine to go back. They don't give a fuck about those people. Those people are only in Ukraine so that they can have a claim to the territory. Why would Russia want all the ethnic Russians back? They've then they have less centuries. of a reason to do a civil war over there. <laughs> of yes, course no, they want those people to remain over there. Destiny, I know you're triggered, but no one can hear you. Hold on, do you know when you talk that fast? Do you not even know what I will say is? They've been there for centuries. What are you talking about? The reason why they should not have to flee to Russia is because that is their home and they shouldn't have to leave it because a U.S. installed uh, apparatus has decided that they want to harass, murder and torture the civilians there because they don't like their leadership or their controlled leadership. Uh, okay. Next question, I think. We're done. Mr. Monster says, it's not that I support Ukraine. It's that I support humanitarianism. Needles, needless to say, a lot of innocent lives are being lost though putin uh putin needs to stop Girl. i mean it's, it's i mean the, the, the most horrible thing is that like russia went in saying that like oh we're, we're, we're about to protect the russian-speaking ukrainians from from the like the, the, the little russians from the evil ukrainian nazis and most of the and essentially the overwhelming casualties of the war are Russian-speaking Ukrainians because Russia is just going fucking scorched earth as as we, we've seen like cruise missiles hit presidential neighborhoods, artillery barrages, the DOS one thermobaric missiles hit <clears throat> hit uh, you know housing areas, uh, massive civilian casualties in Mariupol currently they're trying to cover up the the uh, civilian death toll. We see mass graves upon mass graves. Of it course, just Russia, so happens that of course Russians Russia, Russia Russia are saying that the that the Azov the, the, that the Azov did it, but like in Ukraine, I mean, it's like if someone takes a shit on the street, Russia will say it's, it's, it was Azov. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it just so uh, happens that YouTube censorship enforces all of these allegations you're saying. We're not even allowed to contest any of them. Fuck uh, yeah, Susan is at it again. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. George Soros talked to you, so you Would you deny that? Coming because in from, literally, your view can't even be debated because it's enforced by YouTube censorship. And yet, yeah, here we are debating it right now. Yeah, no, we're, yeah, not, we're debating not debating the various it. individual claims he just made about Russia's. We literally uh, can't talk about that or else they'll demonetize us. Yeah. Demonetize. Wow. Wow. Per, wow. They, they, they remove their super chat ability. They, they also can issue a that is not right, censorship. which actually happened. This one That's from, not censorship uh, saying if you talk about something, they're going to remove your ability to monetize your content. They also yes, issue that, that is not censorship. <laughs> they also issue that is not censorship. I'm sorry. They've also issued suspensions over it as well. So if you want censorship, look at look at what Russia is doing with its journalists. So if you what want about censorship, them? Russia if doesn't censorship, claim to be... No, no, last thing, last thing. If you want censorship, <laughs> look at what Zelensky has done in banning all opposition parties and locking up, imprisoning, torturing, and killing. Yeah, and, and look at it's banning, banning all opposition. Wait, what? Zelensky. No, look at what Zelensky has done. Look at what the SPU desk squad Look at the long list of names. considering that you're a big fan of Bandera, I can't imagine that you have a problem in the world with the SPU desk squads. And yeah, the what about what? people like Jan Toxier? Is it like the FEMA death camps or something? Like, is this some kind of like far right conspiracy theory that, that you guys are like pushing? On You're us? the only conspiracy theorist here. Oh, of course. Anyway, and next question. Yeah, got it. We have this one. Fernandez T says, here to support you, James. Thanks for your kind support, friend. Says, and by the way, 100% of Super Chats are going to go to charity today. That one is linked in the description box. They uh, said, uh, let's see. Thanks for your support, though. And Captain V says, for SB3, says, what's worse, a league of grind or this debate? <laughs> this one coming in from Chris Morlock says, for 
Lestiny and Soidum. Ukraine, sorry is what it says. <laughs> they say Ukraine reformed. I love you guys. Ukraine reformed its National Guard in 2014. It had not existed since 2000. Seven battalions were instantiated from ultra-right groups. Source, Wall Street Journal, 2014. I mean, if what percentage of those people were Nazis? What percentage of them were like nationalist radicals? We don't know. This is just like, you know, source, please. Yeah, but it's, 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 like it's, a, it's a good it's a good boogie how many though, people like, in the Russian afd guys. are are nazis uh, quite quite a lot of them the afd has two ways actually in, yes yes absolutely in west germany there is this based on like polling data within germany in west germany the afd is generally trying to be like a more traditional right-wing populist party in the east it's full on blood and soil and you can actually keep track of this through empirical data if you look it up okay well i don't see the data confirmed yeah, look it up i mean wikipedia <laughs> Okay. Well, Unless that, it's too suspicious go. for you. you know? I think this is a debate between people who know what they're talking about and Wikipedia. What is, what you realize that yeah. Jackson literally linked me a Wikipedia article earlier to talk about the. <laughs> yes, I, I use I use your own source to prove <laughs> uh, you wrong. Thanks. Okay, Something Donald that Trump. you still haven't apologized for, but whenever uh -huh. you want to, I, I'm open to it. I All might right, consider Donald it. Trump. Okay, Donald. I might yeah, consider yeah. your apology. All what right, does Donald. Mean anyway, the analytical failure says if there if there were ten votes short, that's how coups work. Nice. Yeah, okay. Also said evidence of sniping. I, I don't know. I want people to know. Don't you understand that there's been elections in the U.S. where the margins were really small? Those margins matter. True. The uh, Chris Morlock says for Adam, the 2014 referendum held in Crimea, Donetsk, Langansk, 92% voted to join Russia. You claim the entire population of these areas, seven million people, <laughs> e over 85% turnout was at russian gunpoint sure uh, do, do you think there was like an incentive to to go out and and vote actually you know what the better question when the the question the question was for me uh, in those areas the ukrainian military was not there. the ukrainian military did not exist almost at the time it had like two three thousand deployable troops and that's it so a better question, though, what would have happened if the people accidentally voted uh, that they want to remain part of Ukraine? Like, do you think Russians would have just like packed up and it's like, OK, well, I guess the, we're, we're other people and we have just left Crimea and left the Donbass, uh, yeah, the Donbass? Of course not. Uh, obviously, the people, uh, pro-Ukrainian people at that point. So these referendums happened later after the Russian takeover. So, I mean, pro-Ukrainian people kind of saw the writing on the wall. There's Russian troops, you know, abducting people, etc., and, and essentially uh, threatening people. Um, or uh, so like a ma massive chilling effect as well. So uh, those people who uh, who uh, are pro-Russian will stay. Those people who are pro-Ukrainian will most likely leave, as it happened in Crimea, for example. But actually, the Russian, uh, some some Russian organ, like I, I have this long video about Ukraine. Check it out. In that, I cover that a, this Russian uh, state organization accidentally accidentally leaked the real Kremlin, uh, uh, like the, the real Crimea referendum results. And it was really close to 50-50 with much of the pro-Ukrainian population having having I'm sure that was real. Oh, sure. Uh, Adam, you, look, look Adam, I have there's, a there's question for you. Yo, I have uh, a question for Adam. Oh, it's the Q&A section. Feel free. I know. I have, I have a question. Adam. I'm sure it's going to be good faith. Uh, yeah, uh, no, it's very good question. faith. Adam, uh, your videos prior to uh, starting the Ukraine coverage, were, I thought they were pretty interesting. They're about infrastructure. They're about like transport. You seemed very obsessed with making sure that the trains were arriving on time and all the oh, yes, you know, yes. different yeah, areas yeah. you were covering and talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about. Uh, very, like very obsessed actually with trains arriving on time. So yeah, I'm yeah, curious Holocaust, what, what led you from Nazis. talking about trains arriving on time to go to defending Nazis like Stefan Bandera? 
Yeah, yeah, Holocaust trains Nazis, Auschwitz. We we, we get the idea. Uh, sure, I'm not. I don't defend Nazis. In fact, uh, you uh, have this, you defended Azov and and Stefan Bandera. I didn't defend Azov. I said I support the idea of throwing Azov at the Russians. That way, you can uh, stem the tide of imperialist uh, aggression from Russia, and a bunch of Nazis die in the process. This is consequentialism. Also, you, I think you claim that the, the presence of a military. Uh, means it's at gunpoint. Have the you presence ever considered- of a foreign military, dude. How can you be okay, so okay, dense? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Have you ever considered that if, let's just assume you're right and the foreign military was there, you ever consider that the foreign military was only there because it was like overwhelmingly already known that the region had pro-Russian sentiment? Now, it wasn't formally... What? It doesn't um, matter. I don't know why you keep using this, this childish argument. Whether or not you have pro whatever sentiment or anti whatever sentiment doesn't give the right for a military to go into another country but like, okay, and hold new elections military, while they're occupying a country and stealing That's really territory. misleading to say it's a foreign military when the people living there are Russian speakers, many of them ethnic Russians. What, militaries and, aren't decided by their and language. They're even dog. citizens. They're even sit- <laughs> many of them are even citizens of the Russian. Wait, wait. So militaries wait, aren't the, decided the, by where destiny. else other people have citizenship for. What? The, 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 destiny, destiny. Like, yeah, how is I know, but it's just misleading. You're making it seem like you're making it seem like they would. That's grounds for the idea that they were coerced into voting the way they. But it can be grounds for the idea that they're coerced. You had a military that took a country, that took part of a country away from another country, and then held new elections there with the people there. You're right. It is possible for that to happen, but in context, it's clearly not the case. Sure. Let me ask you this: one good faith question that Adam kind of posed earlier. Okay, if they would have voted to stay with Ukraine, do you think Russia would have packed their shit up and left? I genuinely do. I think they would have been. You're yeah, absolutely been delusional. They would have been. They would have been absolutely delusional. Fine with I think it. they would have no, been no, so no, no, shocked no. that they had miscalculated so what shocked. the sentiment in that region. I mean, we're talking yeah, about miscalculated, like they have their entire we're talking war effort. We're talking about regions where one last thing. One last thing, because I didn't get to put my two cents in this round. One last thing. I don't even think you have two cents to put together. Destiny. It's incredible that you're putting this argument forward when. Literally, Viktor Yanukovych was the one who said he didn't want to work with the EU. And as a result of that, the U.S. actually cooed him out of political we, yeah, leadership. Yeah, you can in say him. You can say that as much as you no, want. You're trying no to act like, oh, Russia. There's no evidence for a coup. You can no. say it as much as you want, but there's no evidence. You can't just repeat fake shit over and over again and expect it to become true. So Crimea was brainwashed, but the Maidan people were not brainwashed by you. The Maidan people were Ukrainians <laughs> that were protesting for yeah, months. Yeah, they weren't brainwashed by uh, Western media, but the people in Eastern Ukraine were brainwashed. Yeah, they were by brainwashed by Western media. They saw Western people living happy, democratic, economically prosperous lives, and they thought, wow, I want that. Yeah, their lives have and gotten that was so the brainwashing better. that happened. And they were also so much better under the Western sphere of influence. It's incredible how the state of Ukraine has just prospered. Oh, no, when the Russian oligarchs were running fucking everything in Ukraine, they were doing way better then. True, absolutely yeah, the true. Thing is, absolutely. Is that, it's not like Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the fucking world leading is, up to the Literally the Western on. model of liberal democracy that gives rise to oligarchy historically in that Ah, uh, there we go. Now we're getting to the real Russian argument. These would actually be interesting debate if you guys weren't so fucking, like, slimy. If you want to have the real mm. conversation of, like, the collapse of, like, Western liberalism and Russia seeing itself as, like, kind of instilling itself as well, no, kind of a new world, like, the, multipolar the, thing in the East. That's the actual properties. interesting conversation. On, the, the real reason why Russia is invading Ukraine. But you guys aren't Soviet, honest enough Soviet to have that conversation. Privatized and the oh, free market decided. This I'd be happy to have that conversation. No, you're too. You're too. Deci- you won't admit that that's the actual rational of everything happening. Hold on. You, you that's, that's an interesting conversation. But you're not a good faith actor to have that conversation. I would be happy to have that conversation. The entire reason for Putin's illiberal authoritarianism is because under liberal democracy, oligarchs reign free. That's why Putin has to be authoritarian to rein them in.
must move forward. Gnarly Bonesful says, can Jackson Hinkle update us on the NATO commanders in Avastal? No, I can't because the Russians have not publicized any of their names, but they have announced that there's going to be war criminal tribunals that involve NATO instructors in Mariupol that take place. Wow. Uh, Imagine our shock. This one coming in from Chris Morlock says, Destiny and Adam, how does it feel? Let's see. How does it feel to be losing the conflict? And I don't know if they mean that if they're trying to suggest that. Ukraine. I think they mean the they invasion. can't be talking about say, Ukraine losing the conflict and, because yeah, that's yeah. just they say and looking at Novorossiya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 they do mean the uh, they do mean the conflict. No, I mean the Russian offensive in Severodonetsk is actually pretty embarrassing. They pulled up the like select Rosgardia troops, VDV, like which is their their like uh, paratroopers, also Wagner, and they, they pulled together like twenty five battalion tactical groups <clears throat> to assault Severodonetsk, and they were fucked by the Ukrainians. Holy shit! Ukrainians sort of a uh, uh, feigned retreat to this industrial area to the, to the west of the city, and then Russians like came in uh, guns blazing. Ukrainians can kind of just like whoop counterattack back and uh this is like this is actually this won't be like a decisive win but it's going to be like an attrition thing uh, you're, this you're is delusional like they've literally lost uh, every single major battle and uh Zelensky just what, actually, what are you two saying? days two days what ago are you talking Zelensky about just, Zelensky what, just what, went what out two battle? days ago shut the fuck up Zelensky went out two what days battle? ago and no, said what, what, what that Ukraine, they, Ukraine is currently losing a hundred troops a day. That is a sure, yeah, staggering yeah, yeah, amount. Yeah, it's called, yeah, it's called war. But like Russia, Russia lost Kiev. They the lost Kharkiv. Ukraine is now counterattacking. Russia did not lose Kharkiv. And, they, and they, the first one you said? And so what was the first, first one you they, said? First they lost Kiev and then they lost Kharkiv. What battle ensued in Kiev? Show me the evidence. Excuse me? Like What, wait. what battle ensued in Kiev? Russia literally has like retreated from even attempting to yeah, take Kiev. They, what are they, you talking they, about? They couldn't even get my to question, Kiev. My question is what battle there, there was no, in Kiev? There was no battle in Kiev because they didn't even make it that far. I'm glad we figured that out. I'm glad we figured out. They just tried to roll a couple tanks across the street and hope that Ukraine would surrender. The obvious Adam something. Jackson, though, like, that's great. Honest question, though. Like, wait, wait, Jackson, honest question. Like, who do you think you're convincing with this? Like, there was no battle in Kiev. You just said there was no battle in Kiev. You just said. It. Sure. Yeah, because Russians couldn't couldn't reach that far because Ukrainians stopped them, and then the Russians had to, had to retreat. Like this. Is so yeah, if there was, hey, Adam, if there was no battle in Kiev and Russia, they surrounded Mariupol with a four to one uh, troop ratio, and in Kiev at best they had a one to one point five ratio of troops, <laughs> meaning they had no intentions to actually invade the city. Uh, do you think oh, that yes, potentially they, yes, they, they were staging troops in Busha to try and offset Ukrainian troops in Kiev and make sure that they had to stay hunkered down there so Holy they couldn't shit. fight in this the is the biggest yes. fucking cope I've ever heard in my cope. life. Oh my god, dude. That's no, called uh, a faint strategy. Have you never heard of it? It's consistent with oh my the originally oh, announced goals. No. They've never announced it. <laughs> and, and in fact, Vinko, Adam, Adam, last thing here, last thing here, because this is important to what you said. You are literally arguing that in Severodonetsk right now that the Ukrainians are operating a faint strategy, but you act like the Russians couldn't have potentially argued or carried out a, a faint strategy in Kiev, which is yeah, what it's, they it's, did. It's, 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 it's the best feint ever, dude. Like, lose thousands it of is? troops. <laughs> yeah, lose everywhere yeah. on the ground and then... Got him, dude. Got that's, him. That's, unaccompanied that's armor guys, getting they, destroyed they by, like, yeah, dudes yeah. with fucking rocket launchers on their shoulders. Like, so they, no they infantry accompanying yeah. literally any of their troops that's anywhere. Nice, like, nice, Yeah, yeah. Ukraine beats it. Reddit combat footage. You can literally watch the videos. In what world are you losing tanks to one dude stepping out of a fucking garage with a fucking rocket launcher? Are you serious? They didn't fight in Kiev. 
and they were fainting to keep troops stationed in Kiev. And that's what they've continued to do through but, a okay, troop yes, presence single, in Belarus. But, yes, what yes, do you yes, think sure. that they would otherwise be doing there? So, so yes, because because the troops around Kiev are troops that are territorials mostly who would have stayed there anyway. And Russia knew this, so this was the whole thing. The the mobile part of the Ukrainian army, which can be sort of a re, uh, can be sent east, like those were already sent east. The people who were around Kiev, most of them were territorials. So even if it was a feint, most of the troops would have stayed there anyway. So it was pointless, and it's even more ridiculous. But of course, it wasn't which, a feint. Which is why Russia the Russians tried, left, Russia tried and they still Russia maintained tried, the presence around, around, around Belarus. Kiev, they, they left it's after a month of being there anyway, because they anyway, realized they didn't have to be there. Copium, it's also consistent with Russia's original stated in intention. This one coming Russia never stated an intention to take you. Yuzhalma says, love watching. Let's see. Love watching people like Destiny defending... They say, next time he claims someone is, quote, dog-whistling about a Nazi conspiracy theory, just remind him he supported genocidal Nazis against Slavic people. Who? Are you talking about NATO shit in Yugoslavia? I have no, I don't even know what that's a reference to, but okay. This one coming in from Virgin CIA Rad Lib. Question for Destiny. Okay, it's just, folks, we're looking for meaningful questions here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. Okay, this one coming in from, you know, you've got thick skin. You've been on the internet longer than I have. Okay, Bubblegum Gun says 80% of Ukraine government positions are held by Israel. I don't know what's okay, it's real. It's a, it's a full on Nazi country, guys. This one coming in from Pole says, I was agreeing with Jackson at the start, but then he made fun of the other. Let's see, he was being rude. Question for Adam. What are his thoughts about Turkey blocking Finland and Sweden from joining NATO? Um, as for being rude to Adam, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Nazi defenders. Uh, as for Turkey and NATO, uh, I think for Turkey... Adam on what he thinks. This is, oh, go for it. Sure. So, so, sure. So, sure. Turkey is now, Erdogan is a huge piece of shit, obviously, but like Turkey is now trying to eke out some sort of concession from, from NATO countries. They, they will not keep up the, the block forever, I think. Uh, but uh, what they want to uh, basically Erdogan is trying to tie up some loose Kurdish ends with this because Sweden and Finland have been like friendly to Kurds, and plus they they're just trying to end the blockade of of like the end the embargo on like Turkish arms purchases. It's like a real politic thing. I think it'll go it's, away. It's interesting how the constituent members of the Liberal Democratic Alliance, whether in the EU or NATO, increasingly assert their own sovereignty with these authoritarian strongmen. It's almost like liberal democracy is failing the world over. Poland, Hungary, Turkey. I mean. What's next? Yeah, I mean, Russia is definitely not controlled by an authoritarian strongman of all, for sure. What a great well, Russia is not a liberal. No, <laughs> Russia is not a liberal democracy. Yeah, it's, a, it's a far right ethno state. Yes. It's not an ethno state. It's the opposite of an ethno state. You're literally making ethnic, ethnic arguments for Russia to invade other countries. No, if that's not, not an ethno state, God. what the fuck is? What? No, it's not because literally of, ethnic arguments. They're Osatians, ethnic Russians, so they Osatians, should be able to invade. Osatians are not ethnic Russians. Osatians mm -hmm. are not ethnic Russians. Sure, and, 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 How many and, times have you, you and Jackson why? said ethnic Russians in this debate yeah. to justify aggression in the East? <laughs> That's not Come on, dude. Justify, Someone should make we're a just doing it to illustrate that. the historical, cultural, and civilizational ties. No, sure. and, and, historical, culture, and, and civilization. Russia. You can talk about history, culture, and civilization. That's not what you're saying, though. You're saying ethnically Russian. Yeah, Destiny. That's what you're That's saying. In addition, I'll answer that. In addition. No, in addition. The only reason why. No, I wasn't asking you, Jackson. I was asking. Okay, well, I'm going to answer. By the way, I super don't care. Who is the question for? The only reason why. 
Wait, Wait, is, he, is this even his question? Or? The only reason why no, the ethnic Russian... So. Oh, okay. Russian I don't know why he's answering when I was yeah, talking don't, about Donbass has those words. You may answer it one way or another. I will answer it. get to that. What's the next, James? What's the next question? You made a statement, and I'm going to respond. The only reason why the ethnic Russian... We have a lot of questions. Hey, he made a statement, and I want to respond. Not to you. I was talking to Haas. I'm not talking to you, Jackson. Give me like 30 seconds. Do it, Jackson. Give me 30 seconds. Do it. I just want to answer. The only reason why the ethnic Russian argument is important is because Ukraine is led by a group of anti-ethnic Russian sycophants that want to kill them all and rid them from Ukraine. It's not not important to Russia. It's important to the Ukrainian uh, fascists that want to get them out of their country, admittedly. The the fascists who have one seat out of 450, got it. The fascist that was the chair of the Verkhovna Rada, yes, Andriy Parubi. This one, who is now um, out of power, by the way, for like years. Jay Grimes now. says so, next the documentation of the, the extent of Nazi integration into the Ukraine National Guard includes extensive documentation by WAPO, Vice, and even CNN. Russian propaganda, I presume. Sure. I mean, of course, there are far-right elements, as in with any uh, security structures. And at that point, this is why I advocate uh, seeking, uh, seeking them at the Russians, right? Because at that point, you'll stop the imperialist onslaught and you'll end up with less Nazis in the end. That's so, also what the win-win. that's also what the uh, the British intelligence wanted to do with Hitler against the Soviets. So congratulations for re-enabling fascism and Nazism historically. Yeah, yeah good thing. Good the thing only the people stuff. re-enabling it would be Russia that's attacking yeah, into yeah. the country then. And Bolesky left when the Azov Battalion was assumed in 2014 into the military. It's not like they kept their like they have this like official far right leadership or whatever you guys well, can keep going to try to yeah, find like commander, historically he's the commander of the azov battalion no he was he left in 2014 no, when they still, were assumed into the still, military you can look even at the key of independent they still quote him as the commander of the azov battalion the current commander is is like proko penske or some shit he, it's not it's not boletsky left when they were he, assumed into the military he literally he literally was in mariupol I don't know where he is. I don't really care, but I know that he the was, current leader of the Azov, I can look it up. The Kiev Independent literally quoted him as such when he made the claim that there was a chemical. The current commander on- is Denis Prokopenko as of 2017 to now, and Boletsky left in 2014. I can quote your own Wikipedia at you since you like that as a source so much. Here you go. You can read the sniper, <laughs> buddy. There you go. What's the next question? This one coming in from Chris Morlock says for Adam Did Russia send 50,000 troops to take a Kiev, a city of 3.5 million, it pulled five AFU battalions off the Donbass line and allowed for the current situation. 95% of Lugansk under Russian control. Can you repeat that question, the first part especially? Yep, they said, did Russia send 50,000 troops to Kiev, a city of 3.5 million? Oh, yeah, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so, uh, yes, because the Russian plan originally was that the Kiev uh, regime, you know, the, the, the Nazi junta or whatever will collapse, and the Ukrainian troops will lay, lay down their arms in, in the face of the overwhelming Russian superiority, which, of course, didn't happen. Actually, in, the, in the first, sure, uh, listen to Vladimir Putin, dude. Um, and also, also in, the, in the first few days of the war, we saw uh, Russians uh, essentially charging into Kiev, just like small, disparate operations. It also in 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 in, uh, in Ukrainian uniforms, which is a war crime, by the way. Uh, but they get executed. There were multiple uh, multiple attempts at Zelensky's life. So basically, these these idiots uh, imagine that the Ukrainian army will just disperse and they're just going to roll into the city. And Do you have evidence? Have, That's have, their plan. Yes, and have a victory parade on the 9th of May. Uh, actually, funny thing is, in many cars, uh, in many uh, vehicles of the Russians, they found the, these like parade uniforms. Like these idiots 
actually thought that they're gonna have the 9th of May parade on like Crash That sounds like something, something completely. Uh, made oh, up. oh, oh, hey, dude, it, this question was for me. Feel free to answer your question if you get one. So, anyway, this was the plan. It was horribly misguided. They had to revise it like eight times, and now it now it looks like the Russian army has finally culminated in Severodonetsk, a town of hundred thousand. Uh, which which is just embarrassing. So we'll uh, from now on, I think we'll be seeing more and more. Ukrainian Sounds like they were targeting. Strategic whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not done. Uh, and after that, we'll, we'll be seeing more and more Ukrainian harassment, counterattacks, and Russian attrition. And we'll see. Hopefully, the Russian Empire will collapse. This one. Can we? Uh, I'm just curious for for Jackson and Haas. Give you guys a chance to talk. Can you explain what was the uh, what was the Russian strategy behind sending like so many like unaccompanied APCs and unaccompanied tanks to just get like solo destroyed by people with rocket launchers? What was the strategy well, there? Yeah, for the plus military? the the thirty mile truck convoy. Don't forget that. Yeah, can you explain well, what the I'll, military okay. strategy was? I'll in? first yeah. say I'll first say uh, Destiny, you are right about Politsky no longer being commander, but. I incorrectly quoted the Kiev Independent, who on April 11th said that he was Azov's leader, and they've been known to lie throughout this war. So I incorrectly quoted them. Uh, I get I quoted them correctly, but they incorrectly reported. I guess is a better way of saying it. As to why Russian military tanks were blown the hell up, I mean they yeah they they lost a lot of military personnel. There was multiple times in which Ukrainians, uh, when Russians were trying to enter certain cities. They just blew entire uh, platoons and units up. They they slaughtered them. Um, but overall, the military strategy huh? of Russia has been been a flow of water approach where they go where they can go. And if they get stopped by Ukrainians, they don't continue pushing through into the city. <laughs> That's um, not that, how water that, works. <laughs> hey, I let you talk. It's a special Adam. operation. I let him talk. I let him talk. very special operation. This is and, very funny. Go ahead. Yeah, so there was multiple attempts where they tried to go into certain cities and they were blown up and they were slaughtered by the Ukrainians. That's a that's a true thing. They have hey, there's even instances where they but, went to cities. So go ahead, finish. Yeah, but the overall military strategy has proved to be effective because, again, they've controlled far more land uh, than Ukraine has been able to protect. I mean, they've lost virtually every single battle. There's been a few small battles in which Ukraine has won, but the overall large battles, such as in Mariupol, such or as Harkiv, in um, such as in Papasnia, they've lost all these major battles thus far. They've lost Severodonetsk almost entirely, according to Ukrainian officials. They've lost 80 percent of it. They've already started taking town small villages outside Lizychansk, where they're about Papasnia to encircle 16,000 Ukrainian troops. So. Yeah, they okay, can I can groups, I ask you a question? Their Do you, strategy yeah. has been very so, effective. Sure. So when you say effective, routed. so Russia has said that they have lost what is this? Almost twenty four thousand people. What? Show me the evidence. What is your data for that? Okay, hold on. Let me check. I'm trying to look up the casualties also, of the Russian Ukraine war. Just to be clear, uh, these are usually the the, the, oftentimes, uh, the estimations oftentimes it's reported of open Russia, source intelligence. Oftentimes, it's reported that Russia's retreating because of this huge counterattack. Russian soldiers have even um, pulled back and tanks. They've even pulled back not, even not, at the slightest not, whiff of the like most minimal resistance. Damn, well, that what doesn't even is, hold huh? on. That doesn't even second, kill anyone. Second strongest army. And, and the reason the reason they do that isn't because they're scared of these people and that they're going to lose to them because they're trying to minimize casualties. So they'll pull back. Oh sure. And usually encircle the place for a more long term strategy. I mean, they could have stormed Azovstal and they didn't. So how right? come they didn't circle Kiev? 
Because it wasn't their strategy to take Kiev at their time. At that time. I, I, I thought encirclement was like, anyway. So the, the, the real reason for anyone interested is, is attrition. So if you pull in like, like guns blazing, no combined arms, just send in the heavy heavy columns, uh, Ukrainians will blow the, blow, the, blow the fuck up with like mobile oh, infantry. Oh, it's because they want to minimize casualties. And, yeah, of even course. when and Ukrainians have just not like the, just like the, Mar- they still pulled back. Ruin. Uh, anyway, so um, anyway, so uh, this is called attrition. So basically, you, you don't def- uh, you don't defeat an army head on. You essentially yes. it's, it's like a death by the thousand. Yes, cuts, which it is, is a war of attrition. Yes, which is what happened in Kiev and Kharkiv. Russians had to pull no, back not. because it was unsustainable. <laughs> Mega cope. It is Sorry. without a doubt a war of attrition. Uh, mm. Kiev was an example of a faint strategy, but yes, this is a war of attrition and it's proving quite successful for the Russians. Oh, I mean, sure. the Russians, they could have, how, how taken can you, how can you, they could have taken many places, many villages, and they decided not to, because they want to minimize casualties on both sides. I, I don't understand how you, or I understand it. I'm curious. I'm just curious. What would, what would success look like to you in a month? Because like if I would if I asked you guys a few months ago, you would have said that obviously they're going to be controlling Kiev. I, in, I, I don't week. have the Russian military. Um, yeah. play Russia has not me. been transparent about. I've tried. I've made the mistake of trying to like infer and speculate about what their like plan is. It's not disclosed to the public. It's only disclosed to the actual people in charge of the operation. But and Hinkle, I'm not going to try and speculate on what you know how what their timetable is or any of that kind of stuff. I, I will say but, uh, I, will, I will make Jackson, I'll make Jackson a guess. Just, Jackson, I'll make a really guess. quick. Just well, no, he re- asked me a question. I want to respond. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, okay, I'll ahead. make a guess. I wouldn't be surprised if Russia doesn't end the operation until they get uh, Mikolai of Zaporizhia and Odessa. Uh, okay, so Jackson, don't, don't, feel, don't feel just yeah, one sentence. Jackson, don't feel too bad if you don't have if you yeah, don't try know to the get Russian through the sentence without stuttering. Go for it. <laughs> oh sure! Uh, oh, that Jackson charisma, huh? No, uh, just don't feel too bad if you don't have the Russian military okay, language because, good, because good Russia doesn't have it. Right, I got to give him a chance to actually. Bro, how many languages our, uh, do you speak, Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's this guy's ESL debating you, and you're making fun of him for stuttering. Are you actually retarded? Yeah, well. Anytime somebody makes fun of a foreign language, you, speak, you should just speak in your fucking native language. You know, the other guy you can't just call me retarded. That, 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 Unironically, right. yes. Like, how, how can you make fun of an ESL guy for studying in English? I have to hand the video. I think it's only fair I need a safe space. It's only fair that he knows English because he's trying to use our country to fight his battles. No, I mean, it's it's I'm just saying that like you of all the things you can make fun of somebody for, you can't make fun of a multilingual person for being like not quite as quick with your own language. That's like the he's dumbest thing in the world make fun of somebody for. I want to give Okay, our sons and daughters. Okay, dude. He should use our language. to respond without being interrupted. Oh, that's fine, I think. We can go on. That is it. I promise our guests we're going to get them out of here at a decent time. So, folks- Oh, wait, can I ask one more question? Then they can respond. Okay, I'm giving the last word. short and pithy question. Very short. Do you think in three months, will Russia control more or less territory than it does right now in Ukraine? Without a doubt, more. Okay. Without a doubt. In fact, I think they'll control more by the uh, end of this week. (laughs) Yeah, finally, one last thing. I just wanted to end it on this. Um, We couldn't get Adam in on this one, so original plan is on. That was the tweet Modern Day Debate put out in public. That's it. The the what? Wait, 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 which tweet? Uh, March second, twenty twenty-two. Saying oh, okay. That so James, James, did they cancel or did I cancel the previous one? Hold on, I've got it right here. <laughs> Since you guys, let's he see. tweeted it on Twitter. So this who, is who, what who, I who, said because someone happened to like it during the debate. This, I, I said to clarify tomorrow's event with Omni Liberals friend Infrahaz and Jackson Winkle. Uh, Jackson Hinkle is still on. I asked Dylan Burns 
if Adam Sunday could uh, take his Dylan's place, and Dylan was open to it because he's burning the wig at both ends, we couldn't get Adam in on this one. In other words, it wasn't that he had already committed and then backed out. He just said it, it wasn't going to fit with his schedule. So original plan is on. Which anyway, so it wasn't no. us. Well, I don't think anybody backed out, if I remember. Wait, didn't we have an original debate set up with the four of us and then those don't, two? Don't you out? think it's incredible, though, that no, uh, the, the, the second, there's the no evidence for two audience and claiming that we backed out when it was, in fact, a scheduling error on his own part? Hold on, James, 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 can you tell me, James, was there James was there an original debate between all four of us that they backed out on? And he's a massive liar. James, yeah, James, I remember it was something that I think I said... I came to Jackson. Second, second of March. I came second to Jackson of March email. and Haas, you guys, and I said, could it be Destiny and Adam? And then I think this is when Infrared had a hate boner for Dylan. Infrared said, <laughs> no, Dylan has to be in it. He, or no, he, he said, Dylan can't be a co host. I yes. reject that debate. And, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> all I said, all I said, I said yes to the debate with Adam something, no to Dylan as a. Why would Dylan co host? He's not exactly. debating. Okay, that's fine. But you guys, so you had a reason, but you did back out of the first debate. That's all we wanted. We did it. But But modern day debates, Adam was ready to debate. Adam was ready to debate, and then he said he couldn't because of a scheduling conflict. Yeah. Well, no, that sounds like a second debate that was never agreed on. That how is that a second debate if we just said we didn't want uh, Dylan Burns to be the co-host? Yeah, why would always open to reschedule? A host is supposed to be neutral. Why would you want Dylan Burns? I really don't think anybody backed out. I want to say, folks, both, all of our guests are linked in the description. If you'd like to learn more about their views, we highly encourage you. We really do appreciate our guests. And I will put up that charity receipt as 100% of the super chats from tonight's debate. We'll be going to the Domestic Action Center. And so thank you very much for your support. That receipt for that donation will be up on the social tab on our YouTube, page, YouTube channel within the next 48 hours. Thank you to our guests, though. It's been a true pleasure to have you guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a good debate. With that, oh, I'll be back in good. just a moment with a post-credit scene letting you know about upcoming debates. With that, stick around. Thanks so much, folks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.